Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us, FT After Hours Podcast. I know we haven't been around for a while, but we were a little busy. (laughs) So we're back at it again. And it's going to be good. So joining me in studio, Wayne. Hey, guys. uh, All the way back into Canada, uh, Andre Russo. Good morning. And our special guest today, who uh, got to hang out a, a lot with at Flight Fest and really had a good time, is Mike Finley from the Mike. Community Podcast. Hey, how we doing, guys? What's up, Mike? How are you? You recouped yet? Well, I'm getting there. My ankles are still a little swelled up from all the water that I drank, but you know what? It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, it's crazy. I'm still kind of feeling the effects a little bit. Um Luckily, you know, Monday morning rolled around quick and I got up to go to work and I was just like, oh, I'm not having this. This is not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and luckily we had some ma- Andre, you can talk about it a little bit, too, because you were still here. We got some massive amounts of rain mm-hmm. Monday morning. And luckily, you know, me being in construction, they're like, eh, well, we, you know, if you want to go home today, you can. I'm like, yes, I do. I want to go home today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed because you kept posting pictures and stuff. I go, all right, you're definitely not at work. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're all still. Uh, Andre's still. My voice hasn't quite come back yet. A uh, lot of talking, but man, what what a good time. Um, man, I don't know. I don't know where we really want to start. Maybe just you know from <laughs> when you guys got there and what was happening, what was going on. I know I didn't get down there till really Wednesday afternoon, but I was just shocked by Wednesday afternoon how many people mm-hmm. were there already. And I think there was even some flying going on. So Andre, would they started get them in there? What Tuesday? Well, Tuesday, I got in Tuesday midday, and anybody who was down there uh, was pretty well the volunteer crew. Um, and we, we were really encouraging people not to show up before Wednesday. And, uh, even then, it was like, please, Thursday, let us let us set up. But mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday was basically, uh, I arrived, and a lot of the volunteer crews were already there uh, and just sort of waiting to uh, spring in action. The, the guys who got there were, were working hard, too. Uh, Eddie and all them were, were, were busy. Ben were busy, you know, putting in the flight line material and everything. So um, it was just, you know, it was interesting to see, and it was interesting to see the new change. And yeah, people were flying. <laughs> it was like, hey, we're working, and people are still flying away. But Wednesday was the big day. Wednesdays when all the RV and the campers uh, crowds really showed up for us. Wow. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, any idea how many people we had, Andre, like uh, rough count or I mean, anything? Like in total event? Or yeah, like total. total. Okay, total, I think I was told uh, 1,200 pilots, and we were well over 4,000 uh, total uh, you know, occupancies. So, I mean, it, we, we, we were bigger than last year. Not huge compared to last year. Uh, as far as numbers, which is satisfying to know, but at least we had more pilots. I mean, Wednesday, Austin told me Wednesday we had 1,100 pilots already. Oh, my gosh. So then yeah, the rest I, of the weekend. I actually. <clears throat> Sorry. Go, no, go ahead, Wayne, uh, Mike. 
I, I actually heard uh, from from Austin Saturday that there was approximately fourteen hundred pilots. Is what I heard. Wow. Okay. If that's the case, that's even better. So, yeah. I mean, it was uh, <clears throat> it, it was still huge. It was still yeah. bigger, and, and you know, we. We took away a lot of notes, and there'll be, you know, it's going to be one of those things where even next year will just be that much more uh, incredible. I, and a lot of us talked about, you know, year one versus year three, mm-hmm. and uh, year one will always be the special one for us because that's when we all met in person, right? And right. Started this, yeah. these friendships, but for me, this year, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. I, I, I think we were all talking about it. like it was weird because you know the first year you can't replace it because we didn't know what to expect and how big it was going to be and all these people that we've talked over the internet for how long and yeah. and to meet them personally and you'll never ever replace that. No. And then year two comes. Uh, I think we were expecting big things, but the re- the weather really put a damper yeah. in it. I mean, we yeah. had lots of rain. Yeah. There was a lot of issues going on. Things that we weren't sure how to deal with, and at that point, and mm-hmm. it was a big learning experience year two so then year three rolls around you know there's a lot of more infrastructure and how to deal with things and everything so for me and a lot of people i talk to and we'll see if you guys agree it's it was on the first year scale like it felt i had that feeling of the first year but on a bigger level oh yeah yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it was just yes overwhelming yeah I, I really liked the layout. The layout to me really made a lot of sense. Uh, I love the fact that we had a lot more vendors this year, uh, the build tents, and then the education tents, the STEM tents and stuff. Those were awesome. And then, of course, the flight test store, that was so much better this year, too. So everything just totally got better. And, and how about how about the sheer number of families? Oh, I, I dude, had yes. moms. I had moms yeah. going, my, my son is going to fly. Can I come and volunteer? But I, I can only do it from this because after that, it is son and mom time. I was just floored by the sheer number. It was awesome. That, that, and um, uh, my mom, my own mom tuned in to watch some of the streams. And that was her comment to me. Mm-hmm. She's, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was expecting a bunch of, you know, 30, 40 year old men standing around flying in the field. And I said, that's not what Flight Fest is. It is far from. And this, this year, for the family uh, events and stuff, it just, I think, I think that's where that education stuff really came in. And some of the stuff that Mike and, and your, you guys did in the, uh, in, in the, um, and the bill tenses. This year it blew me away on how the moms were active. The moms were building. The moms were out on the flight lines. Um, I, you know, talking to one, and she said, "Well, you know, this is natural for me because I love building crafts." Mm-hmm. Well, okay, moms. You know what? This is an awesome time for you to bond with your kids if they're into this because they're wanting to you know, build planes and stuff, and you're into crafts, you can help. Mm-hmm. Get in there, you know, the kids will be amazed. And then I love the one was uh, mom and her son was out there on a flight line, and he built his plane through the stem, and he lost his power pod during that first day. So that night, they were back in the build tent building a new power pod, and next day, up and flying again. So it was it was great. Uh 
How many of you, like, when you first got there and was walking around, got lost? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was so disoriented with the way yeah. the layout was, and there were yeah. so many, like, you know, we, we were pushed so far out on the flight line. Yeah. So you're walking around, you're like, where, where's the hangar? Where, yeah. where am I? I, w- yeah. I was so confused for a while. Well, you got me on that Thursday when I showed up, uh-huh. and then we started walking down the flight line, so we're checking everything out. And then you said, let's go back to the flight or to the hangar, and yeah. I'm ter- we're like, Okay, where's it at? I thought we weren't even there yet, and here we passed it a long yeah. time ago. And the other thing, I don't, I don't know what it is. Is is like wherever we camp, everywhere yeah. we want to be and want to yeah. go is at the uh, complete yeah. opposite end. In yeah. the first day, the first, the first day, you know, uh, port. I wish we we'll have Mike back in and we'll talk about because uh, Mike Coolins is a trip, and anybody that's really got to know him this year will understand Mike. But it was so funny. Mike's like, "I'm going to get a cart. I'm not walking around, and we're just going to go where we want to go." So Mike steals Andre's cart, <laughs> and we're zooming around. I don't even I don't even remember what we're doing. And Mike's like, "Oh, Andre, will be right back." And we're just back and forth. We're going here, going there. We're talking to people, and we zoom by, and Andre's Andre's throwing up. His, Mike, I need my cart. All right, we'll be right back. And he takes off again. We zoom back. Finally, Andre's like, Mike, I need my cart. Get out of it now. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. So we got, Mike and I got in trouble the very first day. Yeah. 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 Yes. The cart, the carts, the carts day one, I learned some valuable lessons being the, the volunteer coordinator. And I think what Wednesday, Wednesday was a little bit of a, a little bit of a ride. And then by Thursday, Friday, I had that I had that system running smooth as as required, just to make sure that they were going where I needed it. Right? Yeah, right. But yeah. on the scale, when you talk about the layout, I saw the layout a couple months before, and when I realized what they were doing, I was really excited. But what I laughed about was we were getting we were getting some, we were having some generator issues or something, and someone yells out, "Oh, we got an issue in the uh, you know the east bathroom." I'm like. Which one? Yeah. Where are you? What tent are you by? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was big, and I uh, I don't know about you guys, but I dropped I jeez uh, I must have dropped like nine pounds, uh, you know, with weight, and something. Hey, it's staying off. Good news. But that week that that taxed me. It was a you know, and my voice is still gone. But yeah. that, that's you know. Right, but, I was doing good but, until I found Peter's mom's uh, oh, tie yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. once I found that, I was done. I yeah. put the weight back on. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, I have to give huge credit out to to Ben and Martin and the guys for making sure I I got a chance to eat because there were points it would take me it would take me an hour to get from the volunteer tent to the food court, mm-hmm. and I'm standing in line and I'm trying to get the food from you know. Peter's mom's uh, setup, and the radios are going off, and she goes, "You must be working." <laughs> and it was just like, "Oh, I leave the tent for two minutes, and it's craziness." But no, it was it was all good. It's uh, I, I I I've been uh, I've still been you know I'll, to use use the word that Josh uses. I've been gushing for days about um, just how good the volunteers were this year. They mm. were awesome, and. Uh, I, I didn't have to ask anybody to do anything beyond 
their capabilities. It was all, yeah, let me know what you need and I'll do it. Kind of, kind of. And I actually, the funniest emails we're seeing right now is where people are arguing about who wants to run on the garbage truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. You know, and that was great having that garbage yeah. truck come through. That was good really idea. good. Yeah. 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 John well, those, Deary. John. Those oh, three yeah. With that. No doubt. Those two volunteers were beasts because yeah. they the same guys every day. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis and Gunner, we met, yes. John and I met their mother, uh, well, at least uh, Lewis's mother, and just, you know, I mean, God, I said to him, if you guys need, like, you know, a volunteer letter for school or anything, drop me an email. You've got this. I mean, they were just over i couldn't slow the guys down i'm like take your water break eat some food go take a break for half an hour and they'd be back in my face and 30 minutes exactly later going okay what can we do i mean they were just insatiable i mean if i could have a dozen of those those guys i mean no actually no i can't complain i had some wonderful volunteers and i mean it just it made what i had to do so easy and it really um, we got a lot of comments from a lot of people saying, you know, the volunteers this year really were there and happy and smiling and just, and that was my thing in the morning. I said, you're representing Flight Fest. You, you may not realize it, but mm-hmm. your actions speak volumes. So it's mm-hmm. just, it was really awesome to, to be able to do that and see those people going. And I would sneak out from time to time from the tent. I just go and observe, you know, and just, you know, see people in action. Right. So it was, uh, you know, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one Absolutely. one thing I have to admit, Andre, and I know I've already told you this, but we're going to tell it again, was, you know, initially you told me what you were going to be doing, and I, I was like, <laughs> you know, I hope everything's good, it runs smooth, you know, it's something you were passionate about and you really wanted to do, I have no problem with that, um, And but the funny thing was, you were kind of like, ah, it'll be good, we'll still get to fly, we'll get to hang out. <laughs> yeah. In the back of my mind, I was like, that's not going to happen, I just, I know how things run and have, have organized lots of stuff before and it, it's tough and plus that being your first time which no problem i don't have any problems with it but it was it was sad because really andre i think we only really seen you twice out of four like besides passing by the volunteer tent mm-hmm. like, yeah. i think you flew twice and it was pretty limited so i just thrown it out there buddy we really missed you in those four days because we didn't get to hang out that much but you know, I, I understand yeah, what you were doing. And it was it was one of those things, yeah, I'd do a quick flight and then I was either so tired or or something would happen and mm-hmm. it'd be like, Okay, land and go. Or it was insane traffic and I just couldn't keep up. I mean flying the radians when we had what, fifteen radians in the sky or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like uh, I, I was taxed, and then like that one point, Eddie Eddie Black saved my uh, saved my bacon because I'm like I've lost it. I've mm-hmm. lost it because I had a plane go right by my face, and I, I look up and go, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing left turns. He's like, "Is that you doing left turns underneath me?" I'm like, "Oh, there I am." And then what? what a minute later, he he loses his glider and puts her in his radio and puts her into the dirt. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, flying was taxing, but I still did it. I still managed to get out, and I still there was only that one day I didn't fly, but I, I laughed because I think it was um, Friday night. I finished the shift. We, we shut down the carts and everything. I actually went back to my tent, and I took my, my volunteer T-shirt off, and I put on another T-shirt, mm-hmm. and people still sought me out and found me to ask questions. Actually, I have one volunteer call, and he says, we have, a, we have an elderly man, a disabled man who needs a cart. Can I drive him? And I'm like, here are the keys. Go get the cart. 
take him to where he has to go, come back, don't pick anybody up because we found at night the the, the foot traffic was too heavy for carts, so we mm-hmm. stopped using the carts, but obviously there were some some lingering things. So that that already I have a note for. But yes, you're correct, Chris. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I would have loved to have hung out with, with everybody beyond the 9 p.m. period, you know, or before the 9 p.m. period. Yeah. Where we all know we're all mush anyhow. Uh, yeah. But. And there was even some points I'm like, Andre, I'm getting your plane. I'm getting your radio. Yep. Give me yep. your car keys. Yep. Just get out of the tent, come down, and you yeah. will be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that worked too. It, yeah. It was, you know, it was. Because we we know we had to spend time with uh, with each other down uh, the flight line Mm -hmm. and uh, and all that stuff and that that's ironically enough that's when I finally got a sunburn but uh, you know we were just I'm rolling up those mesh nets going oh I'm tired now we need a bigger we need we'll have to get a bigger tear down crew obviously but um, I I came home and we drove home and you know Martin and I. took our time getting home and i still like sunday monday night i was so wired i still went to bed at two in the morning oh my gosh <laughs> look i'm a night out you guys know that so my the inner night hell in me was just in love with the uh um with the weekend because i mean we'd finish shift i'd say we i was pretty well done and we'd shut things down down eight thirty nine o'clock you know mm-hmm. i'd find a bite to eat and then it was just experience the night time and sit down and chat and i think it was Saturday night, we stayed up ridiculously late talking with everybody, and I said, I have to stay up late, no matter how cold and tired I am, mm-hmm. because when's the next time we're going to be able to sit with Mike, uh, uh, Eric Monroe and, yeah. and the guys just, and just talk and have a hoot? Right. And so, you know, so I think I was averaging like five hours. I wouldn't even look at my clock, to be honest. I said, rule number one, don't look at the watch. Don't look at when you're going to bed because you're going to be angry at yourself when you have to wake up at six. And Mike, you got an uh, Finley, you got an amazing shot of me waking up one morning. That, that shot's priceless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was glad to share that picture with you because you know that that kind of to me really told the whole story. Yeah. Almost. What? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a gritty shot. So what? What like, day was I, that? That picture was taken. Saturday, probably, Sunday. <laughs> I, I believe it was. I believe it was Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, and it was, it was funny because it took a couple of days for me to really get into a rhythm. Get like, I found Wednesday and Thursday hard, but I was getting my bearings, and by Friday I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'd walk into the bill, the volunteer tent, and everybody's there waiting, and I'm like. Wow, you know, and we actually pushed the meet. We were starting the meetings at eight thirty. We're all standing around having breakfast, and everybody's looking at me. I'm like, "Oh, let's just start this meeting and get going." Yeah, Plus, right. Mm-hmm. You know, registration tent was like up at seven thirty. Megan from Lauren was just like, "Go." Mm-hmm. One morning she says, "Oh, I asked the volunteers to be ready for seven, so we could be, you know, on the ball for for Saturday." I'm like, "You didn't tell me. <laughs> tell me that, so I could be ready." But uh, I, I just, like I said, it was such a positive experience. And to actually, I sent uh, yesterday. I sent a thank you letter email to one of uh, one of my mentors, one of my leadership mentors, and just said, you know, for years I studied stuff and. I always promised myself if I was going to be a leader of anything, I would follow, you know, his, his, his guides, you know, his, his, his output and his rules. And they worked for me. They worked in spades for me. You know, I've, I've been micromanaged before and I, I hated that. So it was like the ability for someone to come up and say, I've got a problem and I, and, and have that, that conversation. And that, that was my rule throughout the entire weekend as the coordinator 
have a conversation, see what we can get to the root of a problem without anybody getting upset, without anybody's getting their feathers ruffled. Because that, for me, um, for me, shutting down somebody and telling them saying no is 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 horrible. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I want to give someone the chance to do stuff. And a fair majority of the volunteers are youth. So now they're getting an opportunity to do something and contribute and grow. And so, so it was like, geez, you know, like I Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, you know, we, we had the meeting and I had goosebumps on my arms talking to these people because they were so energized and so to go. I know I'm going to go on and on and on, <laughs> but it was just for me, it was such a super experience that I could I could do this again. I'm tired and exhausted, but I could do this thing and I drop a hat again if I wanted to mm-hmm. because it was so good. Uh, now, the yeah, you really had a group. Yeah, the the crazy thing is, um, Mike. I don't know how you are. Like, I'm in bed by nine thirty, <laughs> and I'm yep. I'm up when the you know the chickens are up. But I have and it, it was all Mike Coolen's fault too because he kept me going. Like, I've never seen the guy. That guy's got some serious energy. And you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock after walking all day and talking all day, I was like, Mike, I'm getting tired. No, 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 no. You got to stay up. You got to stay up. You know. So we were literally up. I don't know, once, sometimes one, one night we were up till like two, two thirty, and boom, I was up literally up at five, between five thirty and six every morning. Cause the mornings were luckily we had great weather. We'd had a few little storms roll through, nothing major <clears throat> helped keep the dust down. Yep. And the mornings were beautiful to fly and capture video and everything. So I was, I mean, I had no alarm clock. I just wake right up, but I haven't, I probably haven't done anything like that, staying up that late and, <laughs> and going that hard probably since my early twenties, I'm going to say. And I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I've laughed that hard in yeah. years. I mean, literally like, and we'll get into more of that later, but, uh, uh, let, let's uh, kind of get into the event a little bit. Um, you know, the massive scale of it. I'm going to post, start posting some more video and everything. I was, you know, up in the mornings filming it. But what were they, uh, Mike, or something like three huge build tents I think they had this year? Um, yeah, there was three build tents. We had the build series tent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two extremely large. Yeah, they had the stem tent. Um, you know, there was two really large build tents and then one busy constantly. Mm-hmm. They were just constantly busy and it was so good to see everybody out there building. And then of course, you know, with the, uh, the build series tents, um, you know, the, the, the community cast crew actually put together, uh, two, two build nights. Um, while we were there, we built the uh, tiny trainer the first night, which didn't go as well as we planned, but everybody seemed to have a good time. Um, and then of course we learned a lot from that night and then, uh, um, let's see, uh, Friday night we had the, uh, the, uh, the mini arrow build and it went so fantastic. I mean, Ben, Eddie, um, Tommy armor, um, all those guys really pitched in, you know, of course, along with, with, uh, with Joel, uh, Cannon and, uh, and, uh, Patrick, John Murphy. I mean, we had a ball. And the second night, this, uh, you know, you guys were talking earlier about the uh, uh, the families, and there was one little girl in there. I want to say she was probably nine or ten years old. She had her mom, dad. I think there might have been another brother or sister in there. I'm not sure. Um, that Ben ended up uh, nicknaming Giggles because she really fell in love with Big Ben. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
I mean, she said it was the highlight of Flight Fest for her. Nice. And we felt so good to be able to get families together and yeah. do this. You know, like you guys were talking about earlier, I've never seen anything like it. Right. And it was just, I had goosebumps because it was so cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, it was it was so cool. And we want to find that girl because we want to get her on, you know, her and her family mm-hmm. on our podcast mm-hmm. because of everything that they did and just how they felt and it, it nothing like it nothing like it yep. anywhere that i've seen yeah and i think that's i think that like what we said early on that is what's changed for us uh as you know uh, we've gone from just going to the event and hanging out now to contributing positively to the event contributing positively to the culture of flight test and flight fest you know and mm-hmm. it's meaningful it is hugely rewarding hugely gratifying and we still get all the benefits of going to the event and hanging out with their friends yes um, yeah unless you know but yeah i'll have to chase down my canadian buddies for coming up with that nickname for me because yeah like chris said i would be there and then i'd be gone <laughs> so yeah one of the moms i was talking to she wasn't flying and she was there with her family but she's telling me how she met another family and really hooked up with another mom and see and this is what's really cool with the internet and the way this world's gotten so much smaller now is because you can make these friendships at these places and still keep carrying it on and then next year when you come back to flight fest 2017 you get to hook back up and it feels like you didn't even miss a beat yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and what was also really, really nice this year is internationally, we, uh, internationally, you know, we've grown. <laughs> Actually, I, I gave, I, I teased Artem so bad. Artem was my uh, counterpart uh, from Lauren, who's an organizational genius. And uh, he and I worked very closely uh, along with the rest of the uh, flight test and, our, and, and Lauren uh, international crew but I was teasing him so hard because they're hanging up all the international flags in, in, in the build series 10 and I go hey Artem where's the Canadian flag man there's like 50 plus Canadians ah. <laughs> and he's like I feel so yeah. bad it's, ba- it's back at our, you know it's back in New Philadelphia and uh, we don't have time to go down I was just all over him because we had you know we had uh, we had Jason from Australia. There was there was a couple from Australia, a couple of people from Australia again. We had Blue and Crew from Germany, from yeah. all over the. We had people from yeah. everywhere. It was just, and it's going to continue. Yes, we are from Norway, yes. and- Norway, and we had the Swede. So and so it's you know it's just so so some of these pictures you see online, it's fantastic because mm-hmm. it's like you know, you know everybody everybody from all around the world, and you know we got. Uh, I was very happy that the, the, that we were actually able to get a lot of photos, and we got we finally like the podcast crew uh, finally got a photo, and I get to meet David for the first. That's time. right. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. That yeah, is your was, first time meeting David. Oh, yeah. you too, Mike. Jen said yeah, there's probably too. about yeah. fifteen countries showed up. Fifteen yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Wow. How cool is that? That is, that, and it's only going to grow. It's only going to get more amazing that people will you know and i mean some of these you know some of these people are taking you know i we laugh because what mike you had a 14 hour journey yeah 14 hours and i got i myself i've got a nine to ten depending on how hard i purse it but and there's some people that were airborne for longer than that you know yeah Yeah, well again you know uh as we aren't actually flew from norway into boston and then drove then drove in yeah. With David Mack, and that was a yeah. twelve-hour ride after like a nine, ten-hour flight. <laughs> and 
And there, there's another person I gotta give a huge personal shout out to. David, David was, David Mack was there whenever I needed, uh, you know, another set of eyes or something like. That. And he actually, <laughs> that night that, that Ben pulled me pulled me and said, "Okay, come, come have Wendy's spaghetti dinner. Sit down." And I, I no longer get my butt in the chair and eat spaghetti, and the radios all light up. And David. He grabbed my two radios and took off to the tent to deal with whatever was going on, you know, so I could have five minutes and sit down and eat, you know. So yep. just the kind of people that I got to surround around me and to, to help facilitate that. And, you know, and I, you know, if, if there were just people going, what do you need? You know, where can I be to help you? Is uh, I'm going to go on like this. I'm going to derail the podcast continuously about this <laughs> because it's all these little things, that, pardon me, that pop up. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of flights, too, uh, uh, Vindenstol took a cheap flight to get here, and his his journey was twenty six hours. I think he was telling us. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is kind of my fault, and I was telling my wife about it. Next year, if you're listening, Kevin Harris, <laughs> we were we were chatting a little bit before mm-hmm. flight fest. And he was flying out here. He was going to oh, cut yeah. up a radiant, stick <laughs> yeah. it in a box. Bring it with him, and uh, when I when he found out I got the XL, and we were going to do obviously our our Radian fly, yep. and he's like, "Man, I want to bring the XL. I, I got it." You know, he goes, "Forget it, I'm driving." So he had a twenty some hour drive. I forget, you know, twenty six, whatever. So that poor guy loaded up his car again wow. and drove all the way out here. And I was telling my wife, and she goes. You know, next time something like that happens, why doesn't he just box it up and ship it ship to it your house? To you. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not telling him that. I'm not telling him, you know. <laughs> We're going to have a bunch of guys wanting to ship all yeah, their stuff here and fine. just pick it up. Why ship not? It. We should we yeah. should set something like that yeah. up. That would be cool. So, Kevin, if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, next time just ship it to my house and fly in and save yourself the 20-some hours. So. Oh, we do that. We'll have 50 radians in the air next year. Yeah, yeah. All right, while we're talking about, let's touch on the radians. Okay. One thing that we learned this year is the XL is big, yes, but when it's in the sky oh. with all the other ones, it disappears just yes. like they do. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if you're flying an ultra micro, no. a regular radian, an XL. When all of those are in the air yep. like that at the same time, it does not matter they what all it look is. The same. They all look the same. And we, and we learned something. Chris, Chris's XL has a magnetic personality. <laughs> yeah i uh you know i'm still kind of getting used to that and uh twice coming in on landing i was trying to you know showboat a little bit i'm like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna throw the spoilers up i'm gonna park this baby right at my feet didn't happen anytime it thing zoomed right by me i i felt bad the, f- the first time i crashed into somebody else's radio. another guy had an, a radian xl and that thing zoomed by me and it was heading for the fence and i had to put it down into the dirt and it just smashed right into it Luckily, it didn't damage it, you know, that bad. It just uh, put a little um, nick in the back of the wing, so that was good. And what did I do the second time? I can't remember. Just came in hot, I think, and and yeah, no, yeah, no. I think it was close yeah, that, to you. Was, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> well, all I know is every time that plane came in, boy, and the traffic was so heavy where we were. It yeah. Wasn't everybody bringing in one bird at a time. Yeah. It's like approaching an airport, you know, heavy 212 is coming in, you know. It was just <clears throat> and, was so much traffic there. But I, I don't know how many radian we got up there, but it was, it was really funny because after a while, everybody just got quiet. 
Oh yeah, with everybody oh, yeah. flying, and yeah. we actually had quite a few crashes. Like um, I know Eddie Black, his came in, and I, I can't remember did he did he lose sight or did he lose signal? He lost. He lost sight of it. Yeah, oh. it was, and even I did it. Like I said, I was yeah, up he, and he sun- thought he was flying somebody else's. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it was it was it was terrifying. That's the first time I've done something like that, and it was. A plane went by my face, and I looked, and then I looked back up, and it's just this sky of radiance, and I'm like, oh, dear. And I'm scanning, and I'm scanning, and I'm like, and you get that panic because yeah. you've, you've got the rudder on trying to do a circuit. And then he's like, hey, it's you. It's, you know, but it, it, it happened to me, and I'm like, okay, okay, breathe, breathe. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mike lost his for oh. about 30 seconds, and somebody else yes. pointed it yeah. out to him. Mike completely lost. Like, he was yeah. done. He's like, I, I, I'm, I'm, it's gone. I'm yeah. done. And luckily, luckily, Paul Jennings uh-huh. seen this yes. radiant coming down real low, nice. just ready to go in. He's like, Mike, I think that's you over there. And he wiggled it, and he goes, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he saved it. I mean, yeah. he was literally feet from just augering into the ground. Oh, Paul, let's talk about Paul. Could there be a bigger flight test fan? <laughs> that kid, he smiles constantly. He's one of the friendliest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Man, he is everywhere. It's like every time you turn around, there he is. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to mention, too, he messaged me. I want to say the day before Flight Fest, and he says, uh, what are the odds of maybe doing a high start with a K-8? And I was kind of like, man, I don't I don't know. You know, I know what the traffic's like flying and stretching that thing out. And I thought, yeah, I'll bring it in. I said, yeah, man, we'll, we'll bring it because he's never done it. He's, he's mm-hmm. been he's done some towing. So we brought it out. And I think what was that Saturday morning? I think we did that, I believe. Uh, it was uh, fairly early in the morning. I grabbed the high start and we set him up and and uh, got him going on it. And by probably the fourth or fifth flight, he had it down pretty good and was having a good time. And that was the first time he ever got to do a high start. You know, unfortunately, I was on the wrong side of the field when he was launching. I got a couple pictures of him doing it, but I keep we've seen so many more <laughs> DLGs this year, more helis, more of everything, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was so good to see. I mean, even Mike's out there, you know? Come on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and speaking of traffic. Yeah, I actually bought a DVD this year. So. That's right. And, yeah, talk about that a little yes. bit because that was kind of like besides probably the Whippet, right? That was kind of your first real DLG. The Whippet's what got him started, I, I think. <laughs> yes, it is. Absolutely. And we didn't have our Whippet get-together. I know. We didn't get the Whippet no, get-together. And I brought mine, too, and was waiting and never never got the chance to get it up. But. Oh. But yeah, I actually uh, uh, talked to Joshua Finn and uh, you know told him I was pretty interested in it, and, and he actually had one that uh, that he had rebuilt, and uh, so he brought it out. And we threw it up four or five times, and he was like, "Oh, you've got this!" And I ended up buying it from him, and actually got a really good price on it. And I can't wait to get out to my field and and start throwing it because. That is incredible fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's great therapy because I can tell you I can have very stressful days, get off work, go home, grab it, go out in the field, even if it's not a great flying day, but you go out and throw for about an hour. Oh man, is that fun? It's just it's just something about it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. I even so. picked something up from Dan Cruz myself, so I have a DLG now as well. Oh, we're getting everybody hooked. <laughs> and then maybe next year we'll have to do the DLG. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. You know that was funny I think though. That's a great idea. 
that was I think it was Thursday. There was a guy walking down the flight line there, and he had a new radiant in a box. And I don't know who he was, but I just looked at him and said, oh, somebody got a new box. And mm-hmm. he looked at me and goes, yeah, it's all your guys' fault. And I realized, <laughs> oh, you listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there was I, was, I was actually shocked. There was, no, if yeah. it wasn't a Radian, there was yeah. quite a few XLs there. And they yeah. guys even said, yeah, I didn't think much of it till we heard the podcast and you did yeah. the review and he goes, eh, we're, I'm go- I bought this because, you know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to bring it to Flight Fest. So that was pretty cool. I didn't And everybody loved that. them. I mean, when you talk to these guys, they yeah. love it. It's so much fun. Right, right. It was interesting seeing it in the flesh for the first time myself. I mean, and it was, I didn't get to fly it, but then again, you know, I mean, uh, I'll always have another opportunity, but it was, I watched it on takeoff and I'd be like, wow, <laughs> you know, cause I would just, I would just fire my mine up to 75% and she'd go up like a rocket, you know? And yeah. Like, yep. I'd watch this thing go up and it's like, whoa. Yeah, I'd say the only good thing with the XL, with it being so big, is when we did the flying, I could normally starting off get a little bit higher just because of the, the, you know, it's bigger and the perspective is, is better. So I could get up above everybody a little yes. bit higher. Yep. But, you know, once you started coming down, got into everybody, then it was it was all that right downhill <laughs> after that. And the, the other crazy thing when we did the Radiant Fly is, you know, most everybody was kind of doing a left-hand traffic more more or less. And the way the winds were going when we were flying, you had to come in, literally set up, clear out over the yep. parking lot or the end of the field and yeah. come in, you know, against traffic mm-hmm. to try to get these things yeah. to come in get and underneath. land. Yep. It was tough, man. <laughs> I really and, didn't... And we were getting some... You guys got to fly during the storm. I had to go back. Oh. It was really oh, weird because we great. were getting these before. We were getting these down drafts, and you'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, whoosh, you would just drop. I had the vario on. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I threw my radiant up. I blew a battery through it. And then I heard that Chad was getting ready to fly his bicopter. So mm. I had to hurry up and land, grab mm-hmm. my camera, ran down there, took a bunch of pictures, came back up, threw another battery in got back up got way up there and started grabbing some thermals going up through the clouds the uplift mm-hmm. and then i got to a point where like okay i'm bringing it into the landing and then that wind kicked up and then to listen to you two over there giggling <laughs> like little schoolgirls. oh man you and david were laughing so stinking hard and that wind that came through and then one guy had that umx radian oh yeah oh man that thing looked like a little bulldog in that wind it was just holding its ground it wasn't gaining but it wasn't losing either <laughs> yeah so so what happened uh saturday evening we had our big radian fly david announced it earlier and so we got everybody together started mm-hmm. going well this just this little storm kind of blew through there yep. not major but it was a little bit of rain and, mm-hmm. and whatever uh, so we kind of all ran through one battery, and it was getting pretty gnarly, and we, we all landed. We're all chatting a little bit, and you know David. David says, you know what? Let's put another battery in. Let's go. <laughs> and we're like, okay. Yeah, so David. up we went again, up into the storm we went. And, I mean, it was gnarly. Oh boy, like, yeah. it was either full downdraft. Like, my Vario was, like, either yeah. going burp, straight up or burp, all the way down. And it was just nuts. And we just kept going and going. Well, finally, that storm started coming over the end of the field. Uh-huh. It got really gnarly. And there was only, I think, a few of us left. 
And I looked at Dave, I said, that's it, I'm done. I'm coming in, man, this is getting too gnarly. And we literally, them things, we could not get them down. Spoilers on, I'm motoring, trying to get this thing to down, <laughs> yeah. pointing the nose down to the ground. Yeah. It physically would yeah. not come down. And I finally set mine way down at the end of the field, and there's David. That regular rating was not coming down. He could <laughs> no. not fit, it was going backwards and up. Yeah, He could not get it in. Yeah, when I was coming in for the second time to land, there's two shelves. There's one right above the trees, and I came down, uh-huh. and I grabbed some sink, came down easy, but then it hit the shelf, and it wouldn't come down any further. <laughs> I know. And then I got to the point, said, okay, you're coming down. So I came through there and pushed it down, got it through. All right, here it comes in for a landing. I'm about six feet off the ground. Great. Here it comes. Oh, 10, 15, 20. No, no, no. Back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we actually had a, a whole radiant show up in the uh, lost and found bin. I have no idea where it came from. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, as of late, it was still sitting in there too. I think I don't know yeah, if anybody claimed it. it. Yeah. Actually, well, no. There, there was a PA announcement went out, and actually, Paul Jennings uh, knows the owner, so he was going to drop it off. But I'm like, how how do you lose a whole radiant? <laughs> Yeah, right. You lose a whole airplane that big. Yeah, Yeah, really. Right. Luckily, it was very distinctive, and we knew who it was, so we set it off. So, uh, actually, we had a couple positive volunteer, volunteer, uh, lost and found experiences. So, even that's going to evolve a little bit. So, a better challenge system rather than people just going, yeah, I lost a a Mobius. Yeah, oh, Mm -hmm. the one in the box, you know. Mm -hmm. We'll, uh, We'll make sure that's better. But we had one lady lose her wallet. And she came into the volunteer tent, and then I said, oh, write down your name and number on my board. And the PA announcement went over, and one of the patrol officers had found the wallet. So I'm like, well, here's the lady's phone number. And so at least that was resolved and taken care of, you know. So it's uh, a couple of those that had happened. So at least the community was really good about that. That made me happy. Yeah, this community is great about stuff like that, though. Yeah. That's why I was talking to one of the vendors, um, and that's what he said. He said it was so amazing that the fact that the trust factor there is so high that everybody is, for the most part, very honest. People aren't stealing other people's stuff. You got expensive stuff laying around, and yeah. but it is, yeah. it is. I know I'm gonna get on my soapbox, but you know, and as crazy as everything gets nowadays, everybody becomes their own little factions. You know, you got this and you got that. And everybody trying to, you know, blow their horn about something. Here's this group of thousands of people get together, and it's just one big community. It's like, who cares who you are, what you are, where you're from, whatever. It's, let's go fly. Let's go have some fun, you know. And that's the way it was. I mean, this whole week was nothing but a bunch of really cool people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 5,000 of your closest friends. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, look at it. That's a good point, Mike. Yep. I'm telling you, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, if it wasn't for this community, I wouldn't have the friends I have now. Yeah, you're right. I, yep. I mean, I talk to these people every day. I mean, other than my wife, I talk to them. <laughs> and she would, she would probably argue that point. <laughs> yeah. And, the crazy thing about it is, and I'm sure you guys are the same way, like I got a ton of other friends, mm-hmm. but to try to talk about RC stuff or get yeah. excited about a product or something that happened while you were flying, they just look at you like a deer in the headlights, yeah. like whatever. And when you come to this event, it's yeah. so exciting to where that's all you can, you get to oh, talk yeah. about. And everybody, you know, understands everything and, and knows what, you know, what you're talking about and how passionate you are. And it's, it's the same mutual feeling with everybody. So it's just great for four days. That's all you can talk about. And everybody relates to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, 
four days. What? Well, I mean, four. <laughs> it was yeah, four days of the event. You know. Yeah, it was the re- it was the realization at one point that my wife she goes, "You're going to be gone for a week," and I went, "Oh yeah, that's right. Wow, you know." And you're kind of like, "Okay, I got to pace myself here. I got to pace myself." <laughs> uh, there's no pacing yourself in flight fest, man. No, mm, no, no. It was it was full on. I you know, like I said, the drive home on Monday was. We, we took off, um, and we had a call. Austin actually got us breakfast because uh, we'll talk about the storm blowing in and everything on Monday. But mm-hmm. And Martin and I, at one point, I'm like, I need a second coffee stat, you know. So we, we peeled off to McDonald's, and we got a coffee, and we just kept driving and driving and driving. But it was just like, whoo, this is the calmest I've been, the you know, most tranquil I've been. for. And I, I'm like, i got to drive for nine hours. I can't get, I can't relax here, you know. Right. Yeah, I can relate. That 23-minute drive home oh, was rough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you were my backup if you got real bad. Uh, but I, I, actually, maybe we should talk about Monday because um, you'll you'll laugh at some of the stuff. So um, we got up Monday morning. We started packing. You know, and I got that beautiful, you know, empty flight fest. You know, flight the fear the fury fields empty. And I got the really nice sunrise. It was really early in the morning. Uh, these beautiful colors and by eight o'clock we got hammered by this vicious storm um my tent didn't come home (laughs) (laughs) wow destroyed just got devastated i mean the thing i've been using a tent for like 10 years and it leaked like that first night we got the rain Mm -hmm. so i'm like yeah this thing is done and it just got Reddit. And actually, the wind was so strong that it blew the back end of the store off. Wow. All, oh, wow. The, all the zip ties that were holding the back wall. So I come bolting into the store and I rip out my, my phone. Austin, you got <laughs> And he's like, you know, I was just waiting to see how long it was going to take before you called me. I'm like, oh man, the store's in trouble. So he was there in no time because he's pretty close. We had umbrellas down by registration if that gives you an idea how far it blew out and oh, we had wow. at least two maybe three of the the porta potties got blown over because they were they were emptied uh by the uh the contractor so that the wind was just crazy but the whole back end of the store popped open so all the displays were getting wet and it was, uh. it was crazy it was crazy so myself and david <clears throat> simpson uh actually the canadians the Canadians were, it was, there were three Canadians left at Flight Fest to save the grounds, you know, that morning in John Fury, obviously. But it was just, we were just lashing the thing down, grabbing the zip ties. I, I luckily had grabbed a whole stack of them and kept them with me for that, you know, just in case, just to help secure the store at night and everything. And I'm just re-zipping the whole bottom end of it, so... But it was just, you know, crazy couple hours. So I, Martin and I buried the uh, tent at sea. We dragged it across the field, threw it in the garbage can. I said, "This thing's done." Because I just had, I just could imagine trying to drive this thing home, half folded, soaking wet in the car for ten hours. No. It, uh, speaking of, of storms, somebody on uh, Periscope, uh, Foamy Ninja, just talked. And he said, "Didn't somebody's tent uh, like Thursday night go blowing down yes. the flight line?" So the yes, funny, yes, funny, yes. <laughs> funny thing is, out of all the people there who whose tent do you think went blowing all the way down the end of the flight line through the field and end up out by the woods but noah bixler (laughs) he was camping with us and uh the storm blew in and i guess all he had was those just those little small metal uh stakes Mm -hmm. and he had nothing else in the tent oh my gosh and we're sitting there and that wind blew up 
And when it did, we saw the tent 50 feet above, above the flight point. We were like, oh, no. So off we took uh, man, uh, myself. Uh, I can't remember uh, Dan Spoonhol- uh, uh, Spoonholz's brother's name. I think it was Dave, I think. Um, we all took off running, yeah, along with Eddie. And we went out clear to that uh, uh that oil pump uh-huh. it was out past it. <laughs> and of course I'm old so I'm dying <laughs> uh, <laughs> really hard <laughs> oh my uh, yeah it's a big beach ball now I mean once right. it takes off the crazy thing was is that they got it back and he slept in it the rest of the weekend I'm like I can't believe that yeah, way down yep yeah Hey, the other thing before I forget, there's there's all this stuff surfacing, so we're just kind of oh, just yeah. all over the grid. Squirrel. But yeah, squirrel. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> I I I'm horrible at names, and I apologize right off the bat. I, I talk to everybody. Some names I can remember, some I don't, and, mm. and some people I talk to even for a while. And I'm, I should be like Mike Collins, and he, everybody <laughs> talks to. You, What's your name again? He's putting it in his phone, mm-hmm. you know, but. When we were done flying the Radians there for a little while, we were all done. We're, we were digressing, sitting there. We're all chatting, and David looks over, and here's a guy. And, and Andre, you got to help me out. It was one of the FT. What's the plane that I gave you, the FT, the the yellow and blue? Um, oh, the uh, sport, uh, speed, speedster, speedster. speedster. I believe he had, it was uh, uh, an FT Speedster. And... David looks over, and this thing was probably 400 feet in the air, and we're watching him for a little while. So, you know, you have to put this in perspective. Here's all of us uh, radian pilots who think, you know, we know what we're doing and we're, you know, good at what we're doing, but our radians are on the ground at this point because we ran out of battery. (laughs) This gentleman flew, I'm going to say, 45 minutes to an hour with this FT oh, yeah. Speedster yes. with, like, no motor. Yeah. We were just completely astonished. Like, he he was just up there cruising around, soaring around with this thing, and, and David finally says, what's going on? Like, what's he doing? <laughs> you know, he couldn't it, – it blew his mind. So finally David's like, I got to go talk to this guy. Yeah. David went over, shook his hand, and goes – you just blew my mind. I can't believe what you're doing. What do you, what, you, know, what do you have? And he's like, well, it's just an FT Speedster with a 1,300 three-cell battery. And David's like, what? A 1,300? What? Yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing was, if anybody that's been there knows, with all the congestion and everything, you better have a, a good setup or a good receiver. He was flying the old crappy DSM-2 in that thing. And he goes, yeah, we'd get way up there, and then we'd lose signal for a while, and we'd just let it go. And then it would come back, and we'd fly around <laughs> some more, and then we'd lose signal wow. again. And I, I couldn't believe it. That, yeah. that gentleman just completely blew my mind. Real laid back. Oh, yeah, oh, just yeah. had no care yeah. in the world. I mean, mm. if he lost it, he yep. didn't care. Nope. I have never seen anything yeah. like that in my life, yeah. how that thing stayed up there like that. And I, I mean an hour. Oh, yeah. Yep. It was crazy. So um, I just had to give a shout out to that guy. That's just rudder and elevator with, with no, with a very small wing. Yeah. Right? And it was windy. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. pretty. How? I, yeah. Weird. It was nuts. I've flown, that thing in the, I've flown that thing in the wind and it's terrifying because you, you've got like no rudder authority. I don't know. He had that thing balanced out because it, it stayed. I mean, it was amazing how that thing, and, it, and there was points where it was a speck in the sky. I couldn't tell you which end was up or where he was going. And maybe mm-hmm. at that point he didn't even have control. He didn't care. <laughs> he just hanging out. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. 
A couple other things I wanted to mention real quick while they popped in my head. Um, Venom was there with uh, an awesome tent with 900 chargers there. And the crazy thing is the first couple days, I didn't realize what they were doing. Mm Mm-hmm. So finally, Mike, actually, Mike Coolins filled me in. You know, they had a tent there with chargers, and I thought they were kind of advertising some stuff and maybe, you know, showing people how to – I didn't know what they were doing, right. to be honest with you. So Mike's got all these tags, like he's a whole <laughs> handful of lanyards and tags with numbers on them. And I go, Mike, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm charging up my batteries. I go, what do you mean you're charging your batteries? He goes, yeah, I just take all my batteries. I take them over there to Venom, and they charge them. I go, well, what's that costing you? And he's like, nothing. It's yeah. free. Yep. I'm like, you're kidding yep. me. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that was the best yeah. idea for yes. them guys to just come set up, have yep. all these chargers here, because think about it. Oh, when yeah. you were clear down at the mm-hmm. other end and you're at the main flight line and you go through all your batteries and you had to run all the way back over, yep. sit down there, wait, charge your batteries, come all the way back up. These guys were right there yep. at the main flight yep. line. You grab your batteries, you run over. They charged. He said, hey, come back in a half hour, 40 minutes. We'll yep. have them done. They give you the numbers and you never had to worry about it. Yep. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I told yeah, the guys, they, sorry, I told them they could use it. They could have probably used a second tent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I just got to give them guys a huge yep. shout out for what no they doubt. did. It was unbelievable. And, and I hope they come back. They, it was kind of a test thing. I was talking mm-hmm. to them a little bit later, kind of a test thing for them. And they were like, man, if, if you like this, please help us out. Uh, you know, throw some stuff on social media. Let us know how you liked no it doubt. because uh, it, yep. all that counts for them coming back to yes. do this again. So. Yep. Yeah, I, I want to give them a shout out as well uh, because yes. they actually for our uh, for our build nights the uh, the tiny trainer and the arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only did Venom RC donate batteries, so you're talking a hundred batteries in two days that they donated. Oh wow! For our build nights, mm-hmm. and not only that, but I also have to give a shout out to Emacs as well. Yes, because they actually donated the power pods for both those planes both nights. Oh wow! So we want to give yeah. a huge shout out. Oh boy! To Emacs and yeah. to Venom RC. Yeah, uh, I posted, uh, of course, on uh, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and all that. But we just really want to thank those guys for what they did. It was amazing. I can't. I can't even believe that they did it for us. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was great. So. See, and again, that just shows the quality of the people that flight test is, you know, bringing in. It's bringing in families, and then quality people like this that who step up and and do that. Yep. Absolutely, those guys were just fantastic, oh, yeah. and we can't thank them enough. For oh it. no. Because it was a surprise to us as the community cast and the build night guys as well. We had no idea it was happening until, you know, like a day and a half before that it was truly happening. So, Oh, so no we kidding. Really yeah, we had no idea. And that's, sure. that's one of the reasons why the, the, first, uh, the first night with the tiny trainer went kind of long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Almost, it went almost four hours. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Somebody on Periscope asked if anybody built anything cool. I mean, that was all weekend. There was just cool stuff flying around. And I'm, yeah. I'm trying to go off the top of my head. You guys jump in there, but like we seen everything from huge, giant, like foam board gliders that were out going around. Um, yep. uh, we finally seen a giant B 17 flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, help me out, guys. Jump in here. The, I, deltas, yep. those, the, the deltas that were flying in combat. Uh huh. Yep. Big nutball. Uh, 
Just the nutball. Yeah. The giant nutball combat plane. Yeah. Oh, there was a whack of them. There was, there was, and that was fun to see because the ingenuity and the people, you know, trying different ideas, it's still there. I mean, you know, it's, it, uh, points on, I think I'm almost jealous, you know, to be able to sit oh, down yeah. and, oh, yeah. and build something all day and then go try it. Just, just, that's my mission for today, you know, go in and have the facilities and the people and the camaraderie and everything. But, uh, there was so much going on, and I, I, I chuckle. It's like I could probably have done with like dumpsters outside the giant, you know, bigger dumpsters yeah. outside the built tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just to see the amount of foam coming out of there was just priceless. I'm like, wow, you know. Yeah, there was uh, Kevin flying his giant SE5, which yep. was amazing. Like <laughs> that the guy one should... time with no wheel. Yeah, <laughs> no. Mr. Wheel. <laughs> it's like. Uh, like I got some really cool pictures of that when he, but he landed it great, man. Yeah, Touched down on one wheel. It's like all right, yeah. The Gotha. No. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotha. Gotha yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all. Yeah. We definitely got to talk about the, that here in a minute. Yeah, it was crazy. But I mean, there was just people would just get, yeah. get together. Yeah. Hey, let's build this. Let's throw this together. Yep. You know, and and go. And of course, Peter had his giant cargo <laughs> plane there. That was he was. Uh, uh, full of uh, planes in the back, he was dumping out. At one point, uh, the kids, yeah. yeah, the gliders landed back in it. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the rotor, yeah, guys. the rotor riot guys were chasing <laughs> that thing. Well, the cool thing with Steel is, I watched. He posted the video. He took off on the top of that. He was just yeah. sitting on the top of, of Peter's plane. Took off, flew around. Then he he took off from the top, flew around, and then landed inside. And Peter shut the cargo <laughs> door, yes. and they let, that was. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, just, nuts. yeah. Now, Rotor Riot, guys. Oh, dude, that just brought a whole different yeah. perspective to Flight Fest, especially when they started combat and you get Chad and them guys out there. Yeah. Oh, man. Because after a while, these guys, you know, during combat, it starts out hot and heavy, you know, people, mm-hmm. but then it gets to a point where yeah. everybody's just flying around. Right. And as a photographer, it's tough trying yeah. to get that shot yeah. because you do not know who to key on. Right. But boy, if Chad went up there, I knew I'm watching where he's going <laughs> and it's, you'll watch these planes. They're flying around, just minding their own business. And all of a sudden they realize <laughs> here comes Chad and it's like, me, me, me. Yeah. And they just start diving and doing all these crazy stunts. And he's just, ch- and he stays on, man. Uh-huh. I can't imagine how fast his brain's working to stay yeah. on top of these guys yeah that de- that definitely threw a different element into uh, the combat for sure and then when him and david went at it that was fun oh that yeah we got to talk about that too <laughs> <laughs> yes, do. yeah do you have any photos of the of any of the interactions between uh, david and chad flying oh i got the shot where he hit him and took him out awesome. i got you see the parts oh, in the gosh. air oh yeah, yeah. awesome <laughs> so yeah andre talk about that a little bit in case you know nobody really knows because that was entertaining all weekend wondering <laughs> if you're and you are lucky buddy because 99.9 percent of the yeah. time when david's yeah. flying something and he's trying to smash it up <laughs> it is gonna get smashed up and yeah. that plane flew in three combats and yeah. you got that plane Plane back. <laughs> you are lucky, buddy. <laughs> lucky. I, it's funny because t- Tim, who's one of our, who's a podcast listener, started, he, I guess he contacted you, but we were talking uh-huh. about podcasts ago about, you know, where where my warbirds, what what I need in my warbird, and he's like, I got a proposal for you guys, and it's funny because I kind of went, ah, you know, I wasn't too attached to it, and then I finally saw the airplane like after uh, mission one or two, and I'm like, oh, I don't want this thing to be scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so what was it? the last one? You you guys walk into the tent. Yes. <laughs> I admit, I, I had a moment of. <laughs> yeah, the look on your face was good. <laughs> and, then, and it's like, now you got a brown out. It's fine. So it's at home. It's nice, safe, and sound. And it's going to definitely see a lot of flying action. But to, 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 so I'm down at the Rotor Riot tent, and they're prepping it. And I'm like, Dave. You know, you, you gotta the plane's gotta survive. You gotta outfly the motor guys. Like, I got this. I got this. Yeah. But basically, yeah. Tim tracked me down at the end of the night. We got a really nice, um, really nice uh, photo together and everything. And I was just, I'm so yeah. I I came home with two Corsairs. Yeah. Hilarious. Right? I know. Actually, someone asked about. We'll, we'll talk about some of the radio issues because we saw a really good demonstration there with the uh, the big big guinness world record but mm -hmm. yeah i've got a course here so i've already ordered a cow i've ordered an elevator for it i'm gonna actually make it into a belly lander because why not and i'm gonna hopefully chris you can dig out a motor for me and replace it yep. that one's a little banged up i got tons there of there we go yep um I've got two Corsairs all of a sudden. It's so actually the other night I, I, I rearranged the, the rack and put them all in there and they look sweet all tight and everything. I'm like, there's no more room. And everybody's like, just build another rack. I'm like, got to build a flag. We'll, we'll talk about some of the issues I'm suffering from right now and uh, go on from. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. The combats, um, as a volunteer coordinator, I have to say the combats put me on edge. They were exciting to watch, but we dealt with a few. Pardon me. We we dealt with a few issues, so uh, I think we'll make some some design changes for next year, mm -hmm. uh, just from a safety standpoint, because there are a few little things. Things went a little. We had a few incidents, and they pushed us over our comfort edge, as far as we're concerned. We don't right. want to take away from the combats because they are spectacular, they are fun, uh, but we're going to make a few little tweaks just for the sake of. You know, ongoing safety because the last thing I want is to see, you know, people getting hit by aircrafts and stuff like that because the flight line is too close to the spectator line. Well, you have so to because the excitement factor goes up, and then of course you get people who are flying outside of their ability, mm -hmm. and yeah. of course you have to have you know factor in failure. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a failure, yeah. you're yeah. no longer in control, folks. So yeah, and some of them planes are getting pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. these guys are not throwing up just foamies right. anymore. Right, right. We had one, and I'll talk about it real brief. And I'm standing there. It was the last combat, and Kevin from from Rotor Riot, Stinger Storm, he was so close to uh, to an incident, uh, and it wasn't even his fault. He was prepping his quad. He was on the he's on his knees, and this guy threw up a foamy rather than a scratch build airplane. He threw up a foamy Mustang, and the thing did a loop off the start, and it bounced off kevin's fat shark goggles really if it hadn't been for the fat shark goggles things would have turned out a lot worse and mm -hmm. i told kevin afterwards son buddy i'm gonna use son that's silly i said buddy go go buy a lotto ticket man hold <laughs> my hand and mike saw it too and i had my radio hand ready to call for a medical right away and i'm just like Ooh. so um and then we had we had a couple actually no we only had one really bad battery fire and it was fantastic yeah. seeing it was yeah <laughs> you know, it was it best. was great seeing Ben Greenwald yes <laughs> I've never seen a big guy run that fast in my entire life I was, I was the, yes and the best was the kid the kid is arguing with Ben which is the best way to put out the fire and Ben just goes I'm a firefighter <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, I had David Hill, and then I had uh, Dan Free. My medical crew 
wow, my medical crew were just stand-up guys all weekend long, you know, and they 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 got a huge round of applause out of me just for being on call, and when you know, and there were a couple of goofy ones that 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 made me smile, but those boys were hardcore, ready to go. So I was really proud to uh, to have them on, and you know, next year we'll, we'll bolster the ranks so they don't have to work so many crazy hours. But they were there when I needed them. I just pull out, I pull out my radio and call. Uh, and uh, they were there, so I couldn't have been happier for that end of it. But yeah, the uh, but the, the combats were fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I, just, I just loved it. I think we'll try and shorten the thing up because I think one ran for like you know fifteen minutes, which oh, is insane. Yeah, we I, yeah. I there to the end, and David had a fantastic idea, and I think maybe they they did this a little bit there at the end. But he's like, you know, if it gets down to like four or five, mm-hmm. and they're just flying yeah. around, and you just go. First one to land and grab their plane wins or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, to yeah. where it's yeah. not dragging on. But, you know, hey, again, that's just something we've learned, and I think next year could even be better. But I, I did want to tell you, Andre, behind the scenes, I tried desperately to get David to where if he didn't crash the plane or he didn't hit somebody to try to auger that thing into the ground to see how many foam pieces we could give you with a bottle of glue. But he wouldn't uh, do it. No. Oh, boy, he cut it. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I tried, though, man. I tried. Spectrum brownout. So I, someone asked to talk about it. So we, we did that huge, huge, massive Guinness World Record. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was interesting because... You know, the guys, if we do that attempt again next year, my only recommendation is when they power up the radios to not be so close to the aircraft because I bet mm-hmm. they would have gotten yeah. a lot more links if the aircraft had been 10 feet away versus right beside each other. Yep. Because we've all seen that on the bench where we fired right up and the thing's like, oh, I'm too close. Mm-hmm. If the spotters had the aircraft and the pilots were like 10 feet back, I bet we would have kept a lot more aircraft because I saw a lot go up, they'd launch. And they would drop. Yeah. Well, there's there's a couple of things you got to think about. Sorry. Um, I said there's a couple of things you got to think about too, though. In the 2.4 gigahertz spectrum, you only got 256 channels. Correct. So yep. Yeah. You you can't go any higher than that anyway. Right. Right. <clears throat> I ran into the store and said, "Guys, you're going to lose your network link because they were doing a hop yep. the store and the and the uh, and the hangar." And I said, "That's 2.4. You guys, are gonna, I wish I had a spectrum analyzer." In oh, my hand. I can imagine. Yeah, such an awesome site. But it was, I think, it was mainly the, the spectrum radios that were having issues because, well, I mean, anybody's going to have issues. There was so much traffic. But, yeah. you know, and, and what what was interesting <clears throat> fast see the planes go up and then like within a second or so they go up oh, like lost boom down they go we lost probably half of those airplanes mm-hmm. immediately take off you know mm-hmm. the number didn't stick up right away so I, it's still it's kind of a technological test it would have been I would have loved I mean this is the uh, the inner geek in me the analytics of what radios were successful and what weren't you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't know if it really made too much a difference because most of all the good stuff now is all the frequency hopping. So yeah. I think it just depends because some people would lose signal, get it back, mm-hmm. lose it. You know yes. what I mean? So when they're all hopping around, I think it just depends on which one grabbed a hold of something at what time. I'm guessing David could probably really explain this way better. But so you know, some people just lost it briefly and it came back, and some people it just went away and didn't come back. Um, <laughs> uh, the, and, 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 Go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, one, one of the things that, that, that I think we have to remember is, is is we had to stop 
how many pilots we had at three. I know. Yes. Yeah. I yes. know. You know. Just especially for the people that wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they need to understand just how many planes were going to go in the air. I mean, we're talking 300 pilots <laughs> registered, ready to go. And by the time it was all done, 179 pilots kept their planes in the air. Yeah. And I actually think there was a little more than that. But uh, I agree. The I agree. Were there, they had to. They had to have the flags back in a certain amount of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of the people were out getting their planes instead of bringing their flags back to. So I think there was really more than that. I agree. I it was close to two hundred. I yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, it was it was uh, what a mess. I yeah. tell you, one thing that surprised me though is I went out behind the flight test fl- banner. So I was going to get pictures of him <laughs> launching and then flying. Brave man. Well, Brave yeah, man. you know you yeah, take that I into know. consideration. But, but yeah, I got out there, and I figured the takeoff was going to be the scariest part, and it wasn't. No. No, they took off great. Yeah. It's the, okay, guys, bring it back in. Yeah. <laughs> the planes start falling out of the sky. It's like they just turned them off, and they just start dropping everywhere. I know. <laughs> I had one guy buzzed right by me, and in the picture I got, it looked really close, but the problem is it's a 14 millimeter lens oh things yeah. are closer than they look yeah and i like i felt him go by <laughs> oh my gosh and on that note too i'll tell a real quick story well first of all um for anybody was there or whatever i tried to fly the phantom quite a bit there and capture some some stuff you know unusual stuff but uh it started out at i flew thursday i i captured some combat which it, that was really scary the first time taking that Phantom out in the middle of combat oh, and filming. But, <laughs> yeah. And that was really interesting. And actually, I think I filmed three or four. So after doing it a few times, I felt pretty good and pretty comfortable. But the one time, David was announcing the combat. <laughs> so here I am cruising around, and he goes, hey, look, there's Chris up there with the Phantom. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, don't say it, no, don't no, say no. it. And he goes, try not to hit him. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you. Because I thought for sure he was going to go, let's yeah. knock the Phantom out. Yeah. Of the air we'll give you a free t-shirt if you can take him down (laughs) but what i was uh gonna do um and i never really thought about is i really wanted to fly it during the world record and Mm -hmm. capture that and i had no qualms i was gonna do it set up and david goes yeah you know chris i'm not gonna tell you what to do but i don't know if that's gonna be a good idea he goes it might work and it might not work (laughs) so you might want to think about that a little bit and i was like yeah, I, I was I was asked by at least three or four people. Well, they're like, "Oh, we'll just keep it over the trees." And I kept thinking, "That's fine. If you lose link and that thing goes into return to home mode, uh-huh. we're going to have an issue here because it's going to either fly into the forest or yep. it's going to fly into the crowd." And I'm like, yep. No, no, sorry guys. You know, well, there was smart. There was, there was one guy that had an Inspire. It, there was, yeah, I think there was an Inspire, and I want to say there was another Phantom. I'm not 100% sure, but they mm-hmm. there were some in the air, and, and when I was down here yep. talking to Dave, giving him footage, he showed me the footage. They actually got some pretty cool footage of that world mm-hmm. record, yes, so is. props to them guys. I'm oh, probably yeah. not going to do it, but they that's took a chance. That's an expensive gamble. Yes. I'd say that's a lot of money to throw up there, just, and the probability yeah. of a problem goes up, especially yeah. since 2.4 is now totally blocked up because there's so many people up there. Yeah, it was right. That's gutsy, and it's a little little shout out to DJI. I mean, oh, really, yeah. the, the, yeah. those things were even. Oh, real quick, uh, Andre and Mike, I wanted to touch base real quick. Uh, I flew the Phantom all weekend. Never like really had any problems. Everything went really good, except 
for Saturday, and I think Austin came out and even spoke about it and, and mentioned it uh, uh, over the PA. I don't know what was going on Saturday. We were having a lot, a lot of issues mm-hmm. with people losing link uh, over certain parts of the field. And even Saturday with the Phantom, I, I didn't have any link issues, but video issues all day. Like, I flew it in the morning, no problem. I was way out doing all kinds – but midday and afternoon in the evening, I don't know what was happening. I don't know somebody had a jammer. Yep, I don't know what I, was going on. So what I was saying, I had terrible video. Like that thing would get out of two hundred feet, and my video would just yeah. go right out. And it was only Saturday, so I don't know what was going on. If you guys had, you know, uh, Mike, did you have? Did you do any flying Saturday? Did you have any problems at all? Saturday, I didn't do any flying at all. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think for next year, I'm definitely going to come up with a spectrum analyzer. Uh, yeah. Because I think that would be a great tool to have, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that environment. Because we, it would have been nice to have been able to track down what that was. Because it did. It felt like somebody had a jammer. It was bad. There was something that was going on Saturday that wasn't there any of the other days. Right. And I even, you know... Me being lazy, I generally just keep it on um, automatic, so it kind of scans and looks for the frequency for the yeah. you know the video and everything. I even went into the custom and tried to find a frequency that was you know halfway. D- there was it was just solid red lines all the way across. You know, as it's yeah. scanning, it shows you. There was nothing Saturday. I had so much trouble. I wonder if like just it, I wonder if it was just pure cell phone traffic and everything in the in the environment because a combination of everything. Well, just everybody, their phones, mm-hmm. and maybe someone had some powerful Wi-Fi going between, you know, like everybody just set up to run the radios. I mean, it was huge. Like the spectrum on the spectrum on that area must have been just a huge bloom um, because things seemed – well, as soon as the uh, world attempt was done, though, I mean, we, we saw it traffic-wise. Everything calmed down. The car – a lot of people, all the day traffic basically took off at that point mm-hmm. uh, Saturday afternoon once the, uh, the big attempt was done. So Yeah, that was still, weird. Still, it'd be yeah, maybe something for us to keep an eye on next year for sure. Right, and uh, one other quick thing about the world record: David did fly my Radian in the world record, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it had a full-on DSMX uh, receiver. And he did he did add a couple glitches with it, you know, a little bit, but uh, and no problem because I I honestly didn't think it was coming back to be honest <laughs> with you. But yeah, it came no problems, and so I was happy about that too. Yeah, if if I had been if I had flown, I would have done the same. Same thing. I would have been up with a radiant just to clear the. Yes. Deck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah. You bring your plane down right away, and that was the problem. They're like, okay, you know, top, you know, top light guys land, and I, they didn't give enough time for the radiants to come in. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Mike, poor you, man. You were ready to go. I was actually your spotter, and you threw it and doop right into the no, dirt. Man. You didn't last five <laughs> seconds, man. No, I didn't. No, it was it was I was I was flying the baby Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, well, and and you know it, it got really humid, and all the control services all warped, and I thought oh, I'm going to take it up anyway, and that didn't happen. And that's okay, man, because at least we were part of it. Right. Uh, it, it was just it was fun. Now I will attest, I'm I'm kind of. I guess 50-50 or whatever. Uh, I was bummed I didn't fly the Phantom and get some shots. Uh, but but to be able to just stand back and not fly in the event and and see the overall picture of it and mm-hmm. you know and take that in and see that many planes in the air and just be able to to see that was amazing. Oh. 
you know, yes, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Mike, you can attest cause you went down early. So yeah. I mean, you just <laughs> got to see the big picture of that and, and the flight line, like how many, how far stretched out we were down the flight line. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was one of the coolest things. I, I, again, I had that wide angle lens when I was shooting out there and uh-huh. I pointed it straight up in the sky and all of a sudden I thought, crap, my lens got dirty. I mean, there's dirt specks everywhere. <laughs> then I realized, no, those are airplanes because they're moving. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff. But you know what? I looked at some of my pictures from the combat. Uh-huh. You would have thought it was the world record attempt because there's a lot of planes in the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I was sent me some footage of one of the combats so I could throw it in my update video and I was showing Laura and she's like that's just crazy I'm like yeah. she's, what are they doing yeah. they're trying to run into each other she's why would they do that <laughs> yep yeah there's people at work when I was explaining to them what was going on they go people do that on purpose and I go yeah and they go why would yeah. they do that and I was like yeah if I have to explain it to you you're not going to get it yeah right 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 <laughs> not at all <laughs> no uh, the crazy thing too is, I mean, uh, I, Andre, you could tell us. I don't know if there was an actual like time limit of when people were supposed to be not flying like through the night, but there was times we were up at, I mean, one, two o'clock in the morning. There is still people out just cranking around it all night long. It was nuts. Yeah, that's probably why probably one of the neighbors that got the two point four gigahertz jammer. jammer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'll fix these guys. <laughs> I'll fix these guys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We were sitting there that that uh, was a Saturday night. Yeah, and those guys and and they were they were trying to do limbo underneath the the fence between the flight line, the final flight lines, and the parking. You know, see. How oh yeah. And then they were nice trying. Cool. They were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There was some pretty spectacular. Pop. My, I'm too old now. You know, my eyes can't handle that. I can do some nice cruising, and, and I will make sure. Um, I will make sure I have two night flyers for exactly that reason because I kind of took out my, my primary night flyer by accident. And, uh, you know, so I'll definitely be lighting up a small wing or something. And, and then I guess it was Mike Coolins who was flying against the guys. They had all those little Chuck glow-in-the-dark uh, toys. Right? Uh-huh, yep. And he was, still, he was still having a good time doing that, and they would turn his lights off. Yes, <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, I, I definitely uh, I was definitely sad because I I flew my uh, night walrus and was having a really good time. Unfortunately, it was one of those too far out, too tired. It already mm-hmm. made one mistake, and I lost orientation and thumped it in. And so I haven't even repaired that one yet, but that'll be back up and running soon enough. But next year I'll just make sure I have more than one. And I mean, I brought so many planes and I flew like three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, next year I will definitely be capping. Particularly if I'm doing this role, I will I will lean on the Venom charging guys, and I will just bring my you know my Radian and a, and, a, and a wing of some sort, and then make sure I have my night flyers. And that's all I need. I didn't even shoot any video, Chris. Wow, wow. It's just, but I didn't need to. Yeah. There so many cameras, and then uh, you know the Radian flights were so. I, it was just for me. It was one more thing. I just wanted to enjoy the moment, mm-hmm. hang out, talk with the guys, fly, and then run back. You know, it was bursts of everything. Yeah. You know, I brought all my camera equipment. Didn't get to do hardly anything at all. It was it was kind of bad. I, I, I wish I'd have had more time to to take photos and video. Just didn't get it done. No, and you we know had other, we had other priorities. Yeah, and, yeah. and that. Yeah. That was tough because after it was over and I got home and was looking through stuff, there was so much stuff I missed. Like, uh, and just it didn't happen. It it ran out of time, or excuse me, it wasn't in the right place. Mm -hmm. Like, Wayne, we tried 
twice to capture that gentleman that had the, the I don't even know what it was, the, the giant foam plane that had the space shuttle, space oh, shuttle yeah, on top. Yeah, yeah. Like he flew yeah, three or four yeah. times. And we even talked to the guy. I'm like, look, yeah. when you go out, you're right down the road from us here. Where we're, I said, you got to get a hold of me. I want to yeah. cap. Never happened. Uh, some of Peter's stuff, you know, even with the cargo plane, mm-hmm. I, I was, you know, didn't happen. Yeah. It, it, there was just a ton of stuff to where I wanted to try to capture. It just it yeah. didn't happen. It, we were, I did get the space yeah. shuttle. I got some pictures of him <clears throat> going up and flying. Mm-hmm. So I did get some of that. But, yeah, there's some that you can't be everywhere. No. And that's one of the things that made me, you know, kind of relieved me a little bit is I found out that Anna was out there shooting, yeah. too. Uh, so yes. she did a lot of the more of the human resource side, you mm-hmm. know, it, that um, that made it a lot easier because, man, I can't be everywhere right. as much as I would love I to. Know. It, I And I do like with Paul Jennings out there mm-hmm. shooting off. I would love to bend down there getting those pictures. Yeah. But I did get some across the field. But right, right. it's a lot of work. I it's mean, tough. it is. I, I would really like to try to figure out something different for next year because I would like to spend a night. Mm-hmm. And camper, not, we're gonna have we're gonna have a RV <laughs> next year. RV, yeah. Yes, for sure. But yeah, but see, and then that would be okay because then I can have my computer yes. set up in there. Yes. I can dump my footage. Yep. Uh, you know, maybe get a little bit of help on. Yes. You know, find some more people who are interested in taking pictures and kind of help out, right. so I can fly more, hang more. Yes. Because that's the one thing that I miss out a lot on is right. some of the hanging out. Because yep. I do have to, I got to run home, get mm-hmm. my shower, dump the footage, yes. get ready, charge up batteries, come back, do it again. Yeah, it was tough. I was really shocked at, you know, trying to get stuff how... It's a lot of work. Yeah, it was. Mike, I wanted to ask you too, since you guys um, got the community uh, podcast out and you're getting pretty well known, was, uh, did you have a lot of people coming up and talking to you and recognizing I, you? I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how many people, I mean, I walked <laughs> down the main you know, corridor. Mm-hmm. And of course, nobody knows what I look like, but everybody knows my voice. Oh, I yes. You can't miss voice. Yep. Yes. I couldn't walk 30 feet. Mm-hmm. I, was <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was humbled yep. by the amount of people that stopped and talked to us and said that they listened. And so I got to talk to Joel Cannon about our analytics because I don't think. Uh, I don't think the numbers that he's given us <laughs> <laughs> is even close to being correct. Because I'm telling you, I talked until, honest to God, when I left Sunday, I couldn't hardly talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It is. And it was not from hollering. No. It was strictly from talking. And right. I, I can't thank our listeners enough yep. for, you know, because, you know, we're, we're doing this just because. Right. Know, we're, we're not <clears throat> tied into the flight test. You guys know that. Right, right. And, and, and they everybody just it was constant and i just i couldn't believe it i am so thankful that that what we're doing is 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 making a difference and i think it is so yeah humbling is a great word for it because i know from the very first year i was humbled and i'm every time i'm still humbled it's just amazing on you know what it means to people when you find out you know i'll tell you my story you know yeah Chris dragged me into this thing, screaming and kicking. It's like, no, I don't want to do this. You know, it's not my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But, man, when you meet these people and they say they like your perspective, they like listening to you, and you sit there and you realize, dude, it isn't about you. It's about them. Mm -hmm. You know, these people like that. And it's 
And it is. It's just, they, and we seen that the very first year when we were all sitting around a campfire. Yeah. And one of the guys looked over and said, see, guys, this is what your podcast feels like. Yeah. Is when we all sit around and yeah. we're all talking. And they said, that's the feel they get. And I can get that. Yeah. There, there was a few times, it wasn't a lot, there was a few times we either had like me or you and Mike or even Andre maybe, and we were all chit-chatting. And people would just turn around and go, hey, it's the, I hear the FT After Hours <laughs> podcast going on right now live. Yeah. You know, we were just chatting it was nuts um but yeah it's uh it is definitely overwhelming and the the funny thing was thursday i was trying to go a little incognito a little bit i just wanted to kind of walk around i I had no flight test stuff on i had a plane shirt on a hat and but the bad thing is i had mike coolins with me oh yeah (laughs) well we might as well carry a flag now so after you after (laughs) yeah so when you got mike coolins with you forget it you're done the second he laughs everybody turns around and you're done yeah yeah so, but I, I love it. I just, you know, yeah. I love talking to everybody and it, people on the inner circle knows sometimes for me, this is tough. So there's many times Andre knows, Wayne knows. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's, you know, it's a, it's tough. It's, you know, I feel like I'm dragging you guys away from doing your stuff sometimes. But when you go there and you, you talk to people and they're like, you know, Tim, for example, who, who gave you the Corsair, he's, a, he's an over-the-road truck driver, and mm-hmm. numerous times he's told me, he's like, you don't understand like how I look forward to listening to your podcast and how it gets yeah. me through even a couple hours of yep. driving, and you know, and I then I get the goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't quit now. Yeah. You know, I'm letting yeah. these people down. It's yeah. it's tough. So, yeah, absolutely. I met Tim as well, and and, and him and another guy, both of them were truck drivers, mm-hmm. and, and they were like, "When are you guys going to put out more content? You guys are not I, out enough." I know. We, yeah. have been, we have been a little lacking lately, but uh, yes, we have too. To, yeah, we're going to try to pick that back up, um, and, and we want to talk to you guys, you know, mm-hmm. after the show, and, and and talk a little bit about when you guys put out content, so we can alternate. Sure. And, sure. Yeah, and, and, and try to give them enough content because I'm telling you, I, I am, again, so humbled mm-hmm. by just mm-hmm. everybody's enthusiasm for listening to us because I would have never thought that anybody wanted to listen to, you know, to, to Patrick, Joel, and I talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't know why you guys want to listen to us, this little janky podcast, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Wow. The guys it's are like, could you so cool. could you do podcasts weekly? And I'm like, I talked about. That. I know I'd love to, enough, but yeah. man, it'd be uh, tough for us. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Not enough content. Yeah, we, you know, we don't do enough. If if you know, if we were flying and that's what our gig was, you know, mm-hmm. then it's easy. But like, you know, uh, it takes us a couple of days to come up with content, and you know, we, just we to have, have real jobs. We have real jobs or real yeah. lives. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now, go ahead, Andre. Sorry, I was going to say, that I think the biggest thing that we missed out, and you mentioned it earlier, Chris, when we were talking offline, was the, the, the four of us, we never got to walk down the uh, the flight line together no, no. As, as a group. No. We barely got the picture of the five of us. I know. And how long <laughs> yeah. did that take? Oh, man. That took all weekend, yeah. and then when we were actually together, probably another hour. Yeah, it's like, okay, guys, stop. Yeah. Let's get this done. That was Here, tough. Chad, take the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take the photo quick because you know we're yeah. flying in 20 different directions and it was that that was the weekend at least yeah and the whole time i said you know what 
we had uh, we had May, and that was very important. I think that was very important to us. If we don't do May next year, I would almost propose that that we stay over, that I stay over a couple extra days or something like that. You know, just so we still get that opportunity to fly as friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was important to us, you know. Right, and the the other crazy thing was, um, I, I know we're way behind on our podcast, and and we had some other issues going on with some people that were going to come on and couldn't. So I thought, ah, no big deal. We got four days. I took the laptop, I took the microphone. I thought we can just sit down maybe in the evenings and get some people together. And <laughs> it, there was it didn't happen. And maybe yeah, the yeah. a few times where we did sit down, and we were having some good conversation. It probably wasn't very family friendly. <laughs> Anyway, no. so after after hours, yeah, but uh, it just didn't happen. I mean, it's, it's just too crazy, too busy, and yeah, yeah it was and, nuts. And that's just it. We all have, like you said, we have real jobs, mm-hmm. and we don't do this full time. We don't get paid for this, mm-hmm. and then we have you know side stuff. That, I mean, come on, we get home. Who doesn't have yeah. honey do list that you got to take care of? And then of course we got. Yeah. It, it is. It's just a lot of work to try to pull it off, and then to get our our schedules in sync. That's mm-hmm. the biggie, you know. When I'm free, you're not. When you know, so it it is crazy, but it's yeah. right. we'll pull it off. Yeah, we we manage pretty nicely on two weeks, and and that gives us time to to generate content and fly different things, and and yeah. have a look at what's going on in the industry, and uh, you know, it's uh so yeah, I think it's a healthy balance for us. I enjoy doing it every two weeks because because like I don't think I could come up with enough fresh content. Well, maybe I could, but <laughs> yeah, we could. I'm a nut job. <laughs> we all could. <laughs> if I yeah, if I had about I have one regret. Actually, no, I've got two big regrets from the the weekend. One, I forgot, and I should have done this to get a big group photo of the volunteers. Now, I know oh, the yeah. stuff that was shot, and Anna got some stuff inside the, um, Anna Fury got some nice stuff inside the tent, uh, the volunteer tent when, when we were doing meetings. I know they shot some parts, and uh, and then the other end of it was, I didn't get a chance to fly the sea duck. I was so annoyed. <laughs> That's when your radio broke. That my radio died. My Tyrannus died. And, you know, my dad right now, he's doing everything in his power to try and figure out where the fault is. I mean, you know, my dad's the mad scientist. You think I'm crazy? My dad is an electrical engineer. <laughs> oh, wow. So he's got the scope going on. We're checking all the solders. We have no idea why this thing just went poof. Well, you know, and- I, if you get to a point, Andre, just throw it in a box and ship it to me, man. I'll be more than happy to take a look at it. Well, like, like Wayne, like my dad's got his scopes and everything. Yeah. Like, like you know, he, he, my, you think I'm crazy. My dad is full on electrical engineer in the family. I mean, you know, so, but the problem we're running into, it is a first gen Tyrannus, if I'm correct. So I'm having issues uh. finding uh, spares. And yeah, we see voltage, but like there's no, you know, uh, there, there, there's no, there's no, you know, no joy, no life in it right now. But it was freaky because it worked just fine for the radiant fly. And then Sunday morning, I'm like, I'm going to fly. You know, the fog's coming in and everything. And I'm going to get the, the sea duck out because, you know, Josh's kids were flying the big, their big sea duck. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I went through all this effort to get it here. And then nothing. And I'm like, ah, luckily. So, so Fury Field at this point, guys, is two for two. Yeah, and that's true. Fly- yeah. It is two for two against my Tyrannus. So, yep. Um, yep. We're going to resolve it. And what kick, What? I should have bought one while I was down there then. I should have just went to the store, picked something up, and just said, okay. But I was kind of like, ah, oh, this has just got to be a minor issue. Everybody's like, oh, it's a software switch. Pull the battery and stuff. And 
but we have no explanation. And I don't rough my equipment up. I'm very, very particular about taking care of my toys. I learned, you know, I learned some hard lessons as a kid, right? And now I take care of my stuff really good. Mm-hmm. So this surprised me. Um, the real pain is I've been very, I've been working over the last year to replace all the receivers. So more than half of my good airplanes are on. FR Sky receivers. So all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm hooped here. I'm, I'm stuck. So, anyhow, we'll get a few planes up on the backup radio. But, yeah. So there are my two regrets. One, the radio went down, and two, I didn't get enough photos of my volunteers. But hopefully, we'll have something to put together. So, um, yeah, that 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 was about it. And you know, wrinkling up the uh, the walrus, but. Everything that I can't say I had any other issues. Uh, I'll definitely bring less planes, and I'll make sure I hang out with my buddies a little tiny bit. More. Just a little <laughs> bit more, man. Just a little bit Just more. Little, even 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 Dave Rayner, he was like, "I didn't see you." I'm like, "I'm sorry," but he goes, "I knew it when you told me what you were doing. I knew that right. was going to be, you know, yeah. you know, I knew uh, that was going to be it." But yeah, someone was saying, "Take a photo with the Phantom." It's totally. I want to get. I want to get the volunteers. Maybe what the volunteers need is like Sunday. Some, a lot of people were leaving on Saturday evening, but mm-hmm. at some point in the afternoon, all the volunteers should be allowed to get together and just fly. You yeah, know, if they don't fly. Just you know, we'll do a photo. We'll do a photo op on the flight line because it is a worthy thing that they should get, and you know, just to get the recognition for what they did. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. We, we had a lot of fun. I held on. I had a couple aces up my sleeve that none of the volunteers knew until like Thursday morning, the first real meeting. Actually, we even had a meeting Wednesday. I was late for our own meeting. Uh, what were we doing? I was out in the sun, and all of a sudden, I got um, I got sunscreen in my eyes. And it was so painful that I actually had to. I went over to the uh, the hangar to try and wash my face out, and I get this radio call. Everybody's in the tent waiting for me, and literally they all assembled at five o'clock and were waiting. And it was like, they're serious. These, they, you know, they're serious about it. And we had our first meeting, but um, yeah, it's just you know, uh, yeah, Eddie Black and everything. And actually, we got to talk to about Eddie and uh, his his new bride to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk uh, about that real quick. That was uh, probably a first. The best secret ever. Um, you know, Eddie had brought this up privately to a couple of us and said, "Here's my plan." And it was kind of, you know, it was kind of funny, you know, because he, he had to wait because Wendy is such a part of our community mm-hmm. that it was actually very difficult uh, to not say anything. And yes, uh, it was. You know, it was quite priceless. So you know, and he he cooked up a real good scheme with Jen and everything, <laughs> and, and it was it was awesome. So so Jen was going to thank them for for taking care of the boys. You know, while while her and Josh were prepping for for flight fest, and Eddie pulled a fast one. Well, well, well. Uh, Jen Bixler's giving Wendy the gift. The man dropped to his knees, posed you know in front of the entire volunteer crew. You know, no pressure, but man. It was good. It was good to see they are fantastic people, wonderful individuals, and it was just you know. And we met Wendy last year, and she mainly uh, she fits in with the with the crew pretty nicely, right, Mike? <laughs> yes, she does. She's a wonderful lady, man. We love her. We're all a little we're all a little batty and funny and quirky in our own way. So mm-hmm. it was just it was really nice to help uh, to to see Eddie uh, and and Wendy be able to. Uh, you know, take the next step in life together in that in that sense, right? So, uh, special moment. I, I'll tell you a little inside scoop that you don't know about, Andre. It didn't happen, Uh-oh. but we tried desperately. Um, now, is, 
as we've been talking, everybody kind of knows you were you were in and out, and you kind of disappear, and you weren't around. And so your fellow Canadians came up with a <laughs> nickname for you, which oh, yes. which I don't even remember what it was. What what was it? Pokeroo. That's yes. it. So they were calling you Pokeroo um, all weekend, and so. If you remember, I came down. I said, Andre, I'm going to get your stuff. Let's let me give, give me your keys or get your radio and whatever. So you did. Um, what we were trying to do is we got a hold of your radio, and I think Mike Finley can, uh, was there and attested this. Is we were trying desperately to find somebody, and we talked to three different people to get your Tyrannus program. That when you turned it on, it said, "Welcome, Pokeroo." <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't happen. We uh, my, my radio's dead, and you guys had my radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was it, it, for, it, for those who are going Pokeroo. Yeah, you'll have to Google it. But Pokeroo was a Canadian um, uh, children's series uh, on television for I think it's probably even still going. And Pokeroo is one of those characters who just pops into the show, pops out, you know. And this is what I was doing all weekend long, and it would be. I would be having conversation, and I'm so sorry to those people because it would be, you know, having a little conversation, and I was, you know, full on squirrel moments. It'd be like, what? No, hold on, radio going off, you know, and I, I would just, I would take off because I'm just dealing with stuff, and I'm just trying to mitigate. No, mitigate. I, I hate using that word, but that's what I was doing all weekend long, just mitigating and just making sure, sure things were taken care of. Um, but yes, I'd be there, and then I'd be gone. I'd be there, and I'd be gone. And yeah. Just, yeah. Poor Dave and everything were, were sitting there. Just they were just. Where'd he go? <laughs> so yes, that would have been cute and funny. We we tried. I mean, we had Ashbourne uh, trying to figure something out, and Joshua Orchard, and but I guess whatever we needed in the the, the computer and whatever we needed, that it, it would just. They said there's no way we could get it done. You know, yeah, relatively I laptop, quickly. I did have my laptop in my car and everything, but yeah, that, that you would have to get the sound. Yeah, the yeah, but. We tried. Yeah. We tried. Volunteer combat. Now that would be doable. Volunteer yeah, combat. Have a little... Yeah. <clears throat> and and, and speaking. I mean, speaking of the volunteers and everything. And so I know there were some issues. We had some really good discussions, and I I came back with like eight or nine pages. Uh, the flight test crew and I we're going to sit down and do a debrief. And we're going to definitely, um, and we're going to do some revisions. Things is going to grow, and it has to grow. It will be modified. And then I'm actually going to be sending out a survey to the volunteers to ask some questions. But I mean, it, it was it was really awesome that people would come up, you know, at the end of the weekend and go. If you're a volunteer coordinator next year, Andre, I want to volunteer for you. And that, mm-hmm. that's a huge, huge, rewarding. You know, like Laura saw it. I came home, and. Um, I came home and I was just beaming. I was just jumping for days. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> Monday night, apparently, I woke up and was running around the, ber- the the bedroom screaming about an emergency. And she's like, "It's all right." I'm like, "Oh, okay." I went back to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really bad sign. But I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, it, you know, we dealt with everything, a little bit of everything, the weather, uh, some of the conditions, the people. Mm-hmm. But, Overall, it was a super positive, yeah. super positive experience. So, yeah, I just want to, yeah, I want to hang out with my buddies a little bit more. I want to fly a little bit more, but we all want to do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, were you guys amazed? Like, I think every day they had, I want to say three combats every day. 
and I mean from Thursday, well, Sunday, they might only had one or two. But every time they had that, I thought for sure by like day three, it would get old and we wouldn't have, you know, everybody's been crashing and no. No. It was the same amount every combat. Like there was tons, I don't even know, like 100, 150 planes in the air. A lot. A lot, yeah, yeah. That that blew me away. Oh yeah, that, you know, three yeah, combats yeah. a day that they you just think kept, they run out of airplanes. That's what but I was nope, thinking. Nope, it just kept getting more and more yeah. and more. <laughs> that built tents were pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm quite certain now that that's what people do. They go, yeah. they say, oh, yeah. you know, throughout the season, they probably go, oh, this battery is a little beat up. Perfect, that's a combat battery. You know, mm-hmm. oh, this motor's got a bit of a vibration. Combat motor. You know. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, get those up. Yeah, that airplane named Bob. Bob kept making Bob. a comeback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I- if I had the time, I think I would have gone back and built my first the first big cargo plane I built because that thing, you know, the the one that augured in from like 300 feet straight and was flying the next day. I'm like, that thing would have been awesome in combat, but uh, you know, I could barely do the gaggle without. <laughs> I, tried to take, I tried to take out a DJI. You know, what, what do I know? <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, you turkey. Oh, yeah. um, before we get to the uh, the the gaggle here, real quick, I, I got wrote down. I don't want to forget. One thing that blew my mind too, a couple things, them build tents were completely full, like from Thursday to Sunday. I mean, full of people building stuff. Like so full, a couple times I had trouble even just finding a plug to plug in my one charger to charge a few batteries to fly the XL. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that blew me away was, and I think you guys can attest to this, is you could leave anything anywhere for as long as you wanted and never have to worry about something being taken, Mm -hmm. missing, whether it was Mike left his radio in a tent for like one of the build tents for hours. It was still there when he came back. I, you know, left my batteries and charger there because I forget about them for hours. Like people, you know, leaving planes out, just, I don't really remember hearing anything of like hey somebody stole this or this disappeared or whatever like you could just leave whatever you wanted and it's such a good community and everybody knows like what it would be like if somebody took you their their radio or whatever you never have to worry about and even i had my boys there for a couple days they don't really fly and just had a good time and hanging out my one boy left his bike somewhere for (laughs) a day i i noticed it hasn't been around i go like aiden where's your bike he's like I don't know. <laughs> Left it down by the ice cream stand for a day. It was still sitting there. He went down, found it, got it, brought it back for a day. It mm-hmm. was just right where he yeah. left it. Yep. It was crazy. That blew my mind. The ice cream oh, was that's, that's what this community is. Yeah. Ice I mean, ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Good thing Mike's not here. He, he'd be starting yeah. to drool. Yeah. He'd be leaving yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did go down by the ice cream place and, uh, the guy was a little upset with Mike because he only been in there twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the lemonade stand guy at one point, uh, I guess he was finishing up Saturday night and he actually sought me out and he, he says, you're working too hard and handed me, handed me a lemonade, which was very appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Oh, the Amish girls didn't show no, up with the donuts. Every, every, oh, oh. Donuts. I, was, I was asked that so many times. Yes. yes. The Amish donuts. I'm like, I don't oh, know yeah. what I want one. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Andre, I want to put in your notes because like Thursday and Friday morning, I had tons of people ask me, there was nobody really selling coffee in the mornings. Yes. Mm. 
you know, like we yes, were like, fortunate yeah. enough that we were making our own, but how many yeah. people go, Hey, can I get some coffee? Where's the coffee? Put that in your notes. Number mm-hmm. one, big yes. circle it. Yep. We got to get some kind of coffee vendor or something there yep. for the mornings. They would yeah. do a killing. Oh yeah. Uh, we had one and I, I'm, I'm terrible with, uh, you know, I don't know who it was, but like the volunteer guys, we had a crew they were doing breakfast for the volunteers. Mm-hmm. We had pancakes every morning, and there was one guy who was he, he was dedicated to setting up the coffee maker, you know. And it was just like, oh. And then between you and Martin, I was caffeinated <laughs> right away. Because, boy, I needed to do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. says Starbucks. Put yeah. a Starbucks out there. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, because when I'd show up in the morning and I start walking down the flight line, you go past the campers and the tents, and these people are full out eggs, bacon, yeah. whatever, and you're yeah. like, oh, I know. man, I wasn't hungry till now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. I had a you know, the, yeah. The pancake was was really nice, and it was it was just one of those fast things in the morning that I could rely on, and it was just fantastic of those guys and that uh, David Hill yes. and and um, Stephen Rose was yes, thank was you, rasterizing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, rasterizing. Yes, it was it was. They they had approached me early on and said, "Hey, we'd love to do this and to take that and be that dedicated." But it was it was funny because it was all these little elements that just really helped the volunteer crews gel. Because you know you realize just you know it was just these little things that came together and it was it, they made all the difference to the volunteers because it was like, "Hey, great! I'm I'm you know grab a quick bite and then go and get on to my job and you know and the water bottles, you know." Mm-hmm. Water, yes, water. so important. Oh, this is it. And we were throwing bottles at people. Even you know, people would come in and go, "Can I get a bottle? Can we buy a bottle of water?" I'm like, "Heck no!" <laughs> sooner hydrate you, you yes. have to have one of my medical crews come over and deal with you exactly. afterwards. You know, oh, exactly. But, all right, so that's what we'll do next year at our oh, camper when we have our RV. We yeah. between the two of us, we mm-hmm. will be roasting our own coffee beans by then. Yep. Yeah. And then I'll bring my chemix and stuff. Oh, we'll have our own. I know. And then we'll yeah. we'll just for everybody that shows up, we'll we'll be making tons of coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. but only in the morning because we're going to be busy after that. So yeah. Uh, Chris can get through the Phantom and do you can you can email Chris and do a coordinated drop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, Sunday morning was a beautiful morning. That was probably the best yeah, looking morning of all. I, know. Of them. I mean, that they fog. were all great. But yeah. yeah, that Sunday morning was great. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, real quick before we get into the uh, Mike, I want you to talk about the the baby Baron Gotha gaggle. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, there was a, uh, some YouTubers there called the RC sailors and I happened to watch their YouTube channel and I I just like what they do because they're a husband and wife and you don't see that very often to see a husband and wife really passionate about RC. I mean, they're, they do everything from planes to any kind of multi-rower to even car stuff, boats, you name it. And they absolutely love it. I mean, this is what they do and it, it just kind of grew on me that you know you can get a husband and wife to do that and i like what they're about they're really passionate so i i watch their videos and i like them and i was really shocked because i think they're from down south somewhere i'm not i i forget but it's nate and abby and they're the rc sailors and i i seen them walking around i think it was like friday and i was like oh my gosh it's the rc sailor i felt like a little fan yep. like a little yep. idiot and i wanted to go up and say hi and i was like ah they're busy i don't want to be like an idiot and you know 
whatever. So I, I didn't. I kind of regretted it. But then again, I seen them Saturday and they were just hanging out. I mean, they flew in the world record and I think they did some combat stuff and just hanging out, you know, shooting videos the whole time and having yeah. a good time. So finally, <laughs> I got my nerve up. I went over and said hi. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're fans of the podcast. So it, <laughs> it was kind of crazy. You know, they listen to us and I watch them and we took a picture together and it was really cool. So I just wanted to give them a little shout out. If, if you guys, yeah. you know, are passionate about RC and like to see, you know, just something different, uh, go check out the RC sailors. And they're really cool, yeah. cool couple. Well, man. you know, I'm a fan. Yeah. Anytime you can get a husband wife team like that, yeah. that, that right there is my high point. I and, love that stuff. And I got to give Abby some credit, man. She's not afraid. <laughs> no. She'll fly anything. She four channel, multi rotors, yep. but I mean, Bring whatever it. she yeah. give her the sticks and she yeah. goes and it's yeah. pretty cool. Awesome. So yeah. Um, all right, Mike, uh, tell us about the Gotha gaggle and, and, Honestly, I didn't know anything about this until about two days before Flight Fest. Adam uh, Drain, our buddy, who, yeah, that was another thing. He came up and brought his wife, hung out for yep. a couple of days, which was cool. They're on their way to the beach right yeah. now. They are on their way to the beach. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, I'll be there in about another two and a half hours. There you go. <laughs> um, so he turned me on to it, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. It was amazing. So I definitely, that's one thing I, I was fortunate that I did capture some footage uh, with you guys. But just talk about it, explain how it came about and, and everything. Yeah, you bet. So um, Joshua Orchard decided to build this uh, Gotha World War One bomber mm-hmm. out of flight test foam board. And uh, as he was doing this, uh, him and uh, Dan Sponholes, uh, Spons on the forum, um, said, hey, how about I build a baby Baron? Uh, we got a couple of them, him and, him and his son, uh, Keegan, uh, and we'll do, you know, we'll fly, fly a fighter escort for you. And he was like, oh, that's great. So somehow or another, and I don't exactly know how, it got on the forums. Well, the next thing you know, <laughs> hey, I want to fly. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, uh, Stephen Rose, my rasterized, was like, "Hey, I'll make a, uh, I'll make some skin for these things. Go out and pick your skin, and and I'll make it up." Because uh, Stephen is a uh, a graphic designer. I mean, that's what he does for a living. So uh-huh. it just See? kept getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. <laughs> and I think he ever made right. <laughs> Well, you know what, though? Um, I, I talked to him while we were there, you know, uh, before and after. And, and Stephen was like, it's one of the most satisfying things he's ever done. Nice. Um, he was so happy to do it. And, I mean, he, he was even doing uh, skins, I mean, up to like two days before. Oh, my gosh. Uh, fast. I mean, he was just throwing things out there. And, and he was actually doing, for people that weren't going to be there, he was like, "Look, I'm going to do the stuff for Flight Fest first, mm-hmm. but then I'll do, yeah. you know, everybody else that can't show up." And I think he did, you know, over 50 skins, right, um, for these people, and none of them are the same. Yeah, and I'm, I'm telling you, just the coolest thing. So, you know, Joshua uh, put up the Gotha, and then I think like six or eight of us actually flew with him uh, after takeoff. And uh, he come around, made a few passes, and dropped the bomb. Yeah. And then everybody launched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he brought in the he brought in the Gotha and landed it, and then we all went into combat mode. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot was, of us, a lot of us launched, and it was the first time a lot of these planes had ever flown. <laughs> it was the maiden, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
was very small and switchy, but man, I'm telling you, uh, Spawn Holes is the one, of course, that uh, uh, you know made the design for the Baby Baron, and phenomenal job, phenomenal job. And of course, what can you say about the Gotha that uh, Orchard put together? That thing was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It mm-hmm. sounded so cool because it had the twin pusher motors on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it sounded like a bomber. Yeah. It was really, really cool. So props to those guys for all the work they did in organizing it. And, and I think it was, for me, one of the highlights other than hanging out with all my friends. Right. Know? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I was blown away by it. I didn't think it was going to be this elaborate and you know that much work put into it and even the the posters that uh yeah, steven made those like are nice yes. and oh yeah i'm i'm yeah. so upset i didn't i never realized there was going to be some left and i guess they were in the volunteer tent somebody was telling me about afterwards and i would i would have got one of those and framed it and yeah. put it on my wall yeah. and i didn't get one and oh man i am so bummed about that yeah they were amazing all over fury field yeah i know <laughs> I guarantee you, you can get one. I'll make sure you get one. Oh, that would be that would be fantastic. Um, and and again, I was just fortunate. I got to film a little bit with a Phantom, but oh my gosh, just some of the footage we got from <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it was so cool. Now, I didn't realize it at the time. I'm going through some through some footage and and was posting some clips on Instagram and everything. And there was one that kept kind of dive bombing me. It was a little red one. Guess who it was? Hmm. Let's see. Is it? I hear a giggle right yeah. now. Yeah, like um, some crazy Canadian kept dive bombing the Phantom Three, and Andre's like, "Yeah, that was me." I'm like, "You dirty dog, man!" Every time I move around, here come this little red baby Baron just zooming by me. It was Andre. I say, I, I went in to do one combat maneuver. Actually, I figured out what was wrong afterwards. One of my ailerons was loose, so I'm like, "This thing is really twitchy, and evil." And I went to dive to go into the to the hornet's nest, and I couldn't come out. Cover. <laughs> It was done. I'm like, so I'm like, ah. Yeah. So actually, I just last night, I glued it back up because the paper was peeling off and everything. Mm. And I glued it back up, uh, and she's ready to go. The Canadian Red Baron. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm using the classic albatross uh, look and feel to it. And it was actually it was kind of funny because we were there was a huge debate when I joined about what my pattern will be, and I'm like, no, no, no I want this one because I like that. And that's why I picked the albatross. Yeah. But, uh, it's a neat process for anybody who's never built it. We cut them all out, and I, I was gonna, I was really condensed on time, and the guys were all like, "I ah, don't worry about it. We'll give you a hand and everything." And I managed to build it one night, and then I did the glue process, and I was really hesitant on it, but actually it was kind of fun because you peel the paper back off, you cut out your your graphical template, and then you spray Super Seven Seven the the three mm-hmm. M, yep, yeah, three M glue, and you stick the whole thing together, and it came out really well. Now. The problem with that and the problem with uh, with Flight Pass and Fury Field is it's damp. Mm-hmm. So a lot of yeah. us were experiencing issues where the control surfaces were just all lifting. The paper was going off. So I think if I keep this thing flying, I'll have to put some clear coat over it or something like that to seal it up a little bit more. But like I just hit it with some glue and it's ready to go. So I'll be flying this plane again just to get used to it. Um, uh, someone says they can't fly in Super 7. RC Sailors joined. Oh, Nice. But they're just fun little airplanes to fly, especially when you crack in some 3S power into them, right, Mike? Oh, yeah, man. They were a ball. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, that, was, that was the most fun I had. Other than talking, that was the most fun I had while I was there. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to figure out how we're going to top that for next year. Or we're just going to have 
re- a redo, you know, just yep. do it again, you know, and yeah. maybe get yep. a few more bombers. But it was, it was, and there was a lot of smack talk going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the late uh, guys uh, that showed up late and put their plane on the wrong side. Oh, oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, honestly, I think, you know, you couldn't tell after a while. They were so small. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell yeah. what was what. So maybe next year we scale up and we do, you know, mm. size. Or Joshua will just have to build a bigger bomb. Yeah. That's all. Wayne, yeah. Wayne, did you get any pictures of the the bomber? Like some yeah. good? Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to post oh, a few yeah. of those just yeah. for uh, uh, Joshua Orchard because yeah. oh, the yeah. detail in yeah. that thing was yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike, uh, you probably know. Um, I watched a little bit of video. Dave shot. I think I want to say the day before he kind of went out and, and flew it and made it, made sure everything was okay. And his landing, he came in was pretty rough and it got tore up a little bit. So he got really lucky, you know, the day before that he didn't destroy it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, good he morning, did, RC Sailors. Oh, look, RC Sailors are here. All right, hey guys, thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, the only other thing I was going to mention, <clears throat> it's so funny because I had no idea and I didn't find out till later. If you guys want to see a little bit of the footage, I did put a little video together and put it up on the FT After Hours YouTube page. So if you want to check it out, uh, it's pretty cool. It was just something different that you don't mm-hmm. see. Um, at the very end of the video, there was one lonely little plane out in the middle, way out in the middle of the field. It was by itself and it was just so cool. So I kind of panned on it and came off of it and posted the video. And it was Adam Drain's plane. <laughs> what are the odds of that? <laughs> I had no idea. He goes, That's my plane. That's uh, my plane. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that I got a, a kick out of that. Yep. So. Uh, let's see, moving on. Um, one person was asking Periscope, uh, of course, everybody knows David Vindenstuhl was really? here. <laughs> it was his first year. I think yeah. he was way overwhelmed about oh, everything. He couldn't walk 10 feet. I know. Um, we knew that though. Oh yeah. yeah. And he loves it. It was so cool. And the poor guy, I felt bad. Like it was hot. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, hot. Yes. He, he doesn't do good in the <laughs> no. sun. He doesn't do good in the heat. And, and by like Saturday afternoon, he looked like a zombie. <laughs> you know, he's walking around holding stuff above his head yeah. and tra- You know, he's going from tent to tent to stay out of the sun. And it, he looked kind of miserable at and some he took points. That black T-shirt or whatever, and put it over his head. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got a picture of him. He, you know, and I don't know if that was for sun or just yeah. so that he could walk from one end of the flight <laughs> yeah. line to the other end of the. Yeah. Flight line. Uh, it was, both, I, think. I think so too. But anyway, some somebody was asking us on uh, Periscope if we got to fly the new baby tricopter. And if anybody doesn't know, he kind of revealed and went out on his website. I think yep. Saturday or I think Saturday, I think, yeah. uh, he is uh, selling a baby tricopter. Mm-hmm. Um, now we didn't get to fly it. He's mm-hmm. actually still doing the testing and the tuning. He did fly it two or three times. Um, but he was, he was actually doing a lot of tuning there. I think he was having some other people fly it too. So, but it is out. Um, but we didn't get to fly, but oh my gosh, does that thing look good? I'm like, when you get this thing done, you got to send us one. (laughs) You have got to send us one of these things. I just, I just drooled over it all weekend. I I liked, yeah, speaking of that, I liked how he's, um, he's isolating the tail and it's all part of the lower frame, so the the servo is actually seeing a little bit more protection. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. And the uh, and then there's that, <laughs> that 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 cute little remote he's building. 
Oh yeah, that's um, that was top secret for a long time, but I guess the cat's out of the bag. Uh, David's actually working. Kind of said a little bit secret. Yeah, um, but he is working on some type of radio. I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's all. Will, but it was at uh, he had a little. I don't know what you call it. Like a wasn't even an actual full radio. It was just a. I don't know, uh, pre-production, I guess you right. could say, yeah, yeah mock-up. Mock-up. Mm-hmm. And he was just passing it around to people going, okay, what do you think? How does it feel? What would you change? What yeah. do you like? What you know? don't you like about it? So that thing's going to be uh, really interesting when that uh, comes out. Um, well, was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember. Dang it. But anyway, yeah, the baby tricopter is out. Uh, go check that out. Um, uh, some have to get in the thing oh i'm telling yeah. you yeah, yeah. It, they are so much yeah. fun oh it's just just different yeah, you know it is yeah yeah i got to uh fly my mini tri last night again and it's so much fun just to get out and run a battery or two yeah. through it just get out go yeah. up uh i'm loving the flips on that thing that's a blast but yeah it's, yeah oh that's what i was going to say uh the other intention we had with david being here is we were supposed to take our mini tries over and get all reworked get all the new boards um, and he was going to do some new testing and tuning and, and for everything. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. I mean, I think yeah. Mike did. Mike did yeah. uh, a little bit, I, th- yeah. I but uh, everything else we wanted to do didn't happen. I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> um, it, so, it really sounds like it really sounds like instead of doing the May trip next year, we yes we we all book yes. an extra week on the tail end of this, something. You know? something yeah yeah where we can just all get together and you know yeah yeah i i totally agree um sunday morning uh like you said wayne was unbelievable and i actually i think i woke up i want to say around 5 30 the sun was just barely peeking up and when i crawled out of the tent i couldn't see my hand in front of my face Mm -hmm. like it was super super foggy and of course right away the little light bulb goes off and i'm like Let's, well, let's put the Phantom up. Let's go check it out. And then reality hit. I'm like, Chris, you tried that once before and, and literally almost lost the thing. So I was like, you know what? I'll go take a shower. I'll come back, see what's going on. So I took a shower, come back. And luckily, there was just a kind of little pocket, kind of even down where we were, just opened up. I'm like, all right, yes. it's either either now or never. So I threw the Phantom up, and I'm working on some video now. I'll try to get it posted maybe this weekend. And literally got up above the fog, and it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like just cruising around. Um, there was big giant sucker holes. You'd come in around the field, and the field would open up, and you could see part of Flight Fest with it covered in fog, and it was amazing. Literally amazing. I've never done anything like that yet. Yeah, when I was driving in, I seen that sunrise, and I drove like a maniac to get to a position where I could stop and take pictures of it. And I did. I found this beautiful spot on top of this real tall hill. There's a valley. It was filled with fog mm. and just blasted a ton of pictures. And then getting it, getting there at the field, there's a gentleman, and I believe his name is Dave, and he's down here flying by himself. Oh, Dave, yeah, yeah. Just standing out in the middle. Just yep. And he, it's like he had the whole runway, the whole strip to yeah. himself yeah and just quietly just flying around in that fog in the background mm-hmm. that sun coming up oh talk about a beautiful morning yeah just to start it off yeah. it. no it was um i forget his last name um i talked to him all weekend too great guy yep. he's the one that uh and again i got lucky he bought a, the uh, ultra micro j3 cub 
because of listening to our podcast, and he brought it right down the box. And he goes, I bought this because of you guys, so it better be good. And I was like, oh, great, here we go. But he absolutely loved it. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he was out there just cruising around, uh, scale flying. And even uh, Kevin come over, and he's like, man, look at that thing. It looks just so awesome with the fog and the trees. Mm-hmm. And it looks so, and he was flying it so scale for a while. Yeah. Uh, it was just fantastic. Um, and one thing, too, I'm not going to say how far I was, but at one point I was so mesmerized. <laughs> 400 feet. <laughs> yeah, I was 400 feet and 400 feet out. But I was so mesmerized by the fog yeah. and the, everything that at yeah. one point I looked down and seen how far I really was out with it. I was like, I think I better turn around right now and head back. You know, I was out there quite a ways. But, oh, man, what a just a it was no, it was neat. I was looking over your screen because I, I get up, I come out of my tent, and there's Chris, you know, <laughs> standing in the middle of the field, you know, yeah. shorts on. Yeah, I'm like, he's already flying. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just amazing. Awesome. It was really neat to see the view, and and you're like looking, going. I know where I am on the map. But yeah. Places, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely maybe a little, uh, uh, may or may not have been a little IFR flying going on there for a, a little while. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of that, too, one first that popped in my, my head was uh, obviously I was going to camp for the weekend mm-hmm. and I brought the boys out for a little while. So I kept asking, Mike, Mike wanted to stay so bad. And even last year, I'm like, Mike, you, I got plenty of room got in this you. tent. You got us. Nah, I'm not a tent camper. Ah, blah, blah, blah. So the I kept, guy who will go out and sit in a tree stand in yes. ridiculous weather right. wouldn't stay in a no. tent. So I kept asking him like for three days. I'm like, Mike, you sure you don't want to stay at least one night? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not a tent. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So we get there. I have the boys. We set everything all up. Here comes Mike. He's wheeling in. He's got his blanket and his pillows. He goes, hey, man, you mind if I camp out with you? And I'm like, <laughs> sure. Why not? That's the first time Mike ever yes. stayed in a tent. I couldn't believe it. Mr. I Hunter. I think he'll own a tent by next year. I know. So I said, no big deal. We went home actually that uh, Wednesday night and uh, grabbed my boys' tent and came back and they slept in their own tent. But it was just funny because there was no way Mike was going to camp out in the tent. But he finally did and I think he enjoyed it. Oh, so yeah. He it, did. It was really good. Uh, and we crammed all our, you know, we, we, we'd reserved a few spots, but it was getting packed pretty quick in the volunteer area. But we managed to cram all our tents, and, you know, we're tripping over our pegs and everything, but it was, yep. it was still awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that spot. But I tell you, next year I'm getting an RV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we we went down with David a little bit and hung out in the Road to Riot RV, yeah. and I, it was huge difference where just a place you could get in maybe catch a little air for a little while sit down relax you know and you're still close to the flight line that made a big difference for sure for for me it was the tear down and then getting soaked on monday and just just yeah one less thing that i have to think about and take care of but right my biggest thing is i do not want the experience to suffer because of that because if it does and I'm, I'm going right back to the tenting experience but yeah. um, you know I want to be able to make sure I'm close enough to all my friends but really in reality we were even if we were across if parked a little further away we mm-hmm. all still got together we all still ate together and we all <laughs> basically okay we got to go to bed and that was it you know? yeah so I'm not too worried about that experience at all because you just drag your camp and chair with you and you yep. go so yep yeah. yep uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, see if you have it. I have one story I really wanted to share uh, because it kind of hit me kind of close to home or to my heart. But was there anything over the weekend that something either you've seen or something maybe you did, you helped somebody out or something that really just 
captured the moment or, or, or maybe tugged at your heartstrings just a little bit or something, uh, you know, that you're never probably going to forget. Anything like that happened to you guys at all throughout the weekend? Do you guys have any kind of story? Maybe. Oh, wow. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. I, I, right. I put you guys on the spot, so just think about right. it for a few minutes. You have something, Mondre? Okay. I'll talk. Yes. Oh, Chris? Yes. The guy with entire the weekend. Well, right. I, entire weekend. I know, Andre, but I'm looking for a, something specific. That little kid, and somebody brought it up, okay. that little seven-year-old boy that flew the helicopter. Oh, 3D, yeah. And that was the other, I wanted to touch on that because when he was flying his airplane in mm-hmm. combat, yep. and this goes to show what kind of character Mr. David Vindestall is, uh, he hooked up with this kid, and I mean full undivided attention. And again, you could say the same thing about josh bixler mm-hmm. these guys are non-stop very approachable yeah they these guys will run on no sleep and they will the most cordial people you ever meet but he spent some time with this little young man and they were talking and then to get out there and watch him fly that heli mm-hmm. man he ripped that thing up yeah. man yeah. he was going at it to right. watch this little boy and i guess health-wise this kid is in really bad shape. oh really yeah he's got uh, real bad cancer oh i didn't um, know this yeah i think he has dual uh, hearing aids in uh-huh and yet you would never tell it because you watch that boy get yeah. out there and man he's flying and he's good all right there was another kid there flying 3D with the big giant Balsa electric uh, 3D plane. Do you remember him? He was mostly down at the 3D line. Little kid, man, he would, he tore that thing up all weekend. It was amazing what that little kid could do. I didn't catch yeah. his name. I didn't really get to talk to him. It was him and his dad would go out there and throw that giant. I don't even know what it was. 200 percent extra or whatever it was. I'm sure you have photos of it. Yeah. Um, and just crank that oh, thing yeah. around. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, you guys want to hear my story? Go for it. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it just kind of got me good. I think it was Sunday, probably around noon. um, There was a gentleman. Somebody actually pointed him out to me, and I don't even know who it was or how it came about. But right in the middle of the flight line, here's this gentleman. He had his wife there, I think two kids. He had a brand-new Radiant box, and he had it out, and he's trying to get this thing all together. And I watched him for a little while and let him try to get together. So... I walked over to him and I said, hey, man, how's it going? I see you got a radio. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I've been wanting one of these for a long time. And I've, you know, I've never flown something like this. And I'm fairly new. And I fly this. And I fly that. And I was like, well. And what the cool thing was is he had no idea who I was, what I do, or anything. I, to him, I was just this ra- random guy coming up to him, asking him questions. And I said, hey, I got a little bit of experience with a rating and i said if you didn't mind i'll take you out and i'll help you out and i i mean his eyes lit up he's like that would just be phenomenal because all i want to do is get a flight on it get it down safely and take it home with me <laughs> and i'm like absolutely let's go so we we went out to flight line i mean we went over everything i went over all the little quirks everything he needs to watch what to do how to fly it how to take off how to land, everything and he just kind of looked at me like you know a lot about this airplane for some weird reason. I don't know why, but you know a lot about this airplane. 
So I, I got it uh, in the air, trimmed out, gave him the controller, and I mean, this guy had a grin on his face like I yeah. have never seen before, and he was just like, "This thing is unbelievable. This is so much fun. I can't believe I'm just flying around." And no, mo- he was completely amazed. And for a while, he was uh, he wanted me to just bring it in, and land it for him, and make sure. I said, "No, dude, mm-hmm. you got this. Bring yep. it around here." You know, I was just kind of walked walking and talking him through it. You know, come around, turn to your right, shut the power off. You, you, and he brought it in beautiful landed it no issues and i mean yeah i i wish i could capture that the, the look on his face you know like yep. here was somebody who just came and helped him out got this bird in the air he had a fantastic experience flew it around got it down safely and now he's going to pack it up and take it home and have a lot more fun and he he couldn't thank me and he's like yeah. man if i'm so glad you were here i'm so glad you helped me out and it just like again i got the goosebumps and yep. it just just tugged at my heartstrings a little bit and and that was the one of the best moments of all of flight fest and it hap- yeah. just happened on the last day yeah. you know that reminds me of there's a young man and i only caught part of the story but i was there for the ending of that story and it's the boy that crashed the t28 oh yeah really okay. nice brand new t28 yep and from what i understand he went up and the wing came off and this thing is brand new mm-hmm and I guess it was Laser Toys. They did a raffle or something. Okay. And then they ended up giving this kid a brand new T28. Uh, oh, sweet. And I'm out there, and now I'm on the flight line as this boy is getting ready to taxi this thing. And again, Josh Bixler's there, looked it over. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there getting ready to take pictures, and I'm about in tears. This is where I am thankful for Odd. Uh, autofocus because there's these moments when you hear the story and then you see what it's building up to this kid's getting ready to take off and so he's waiting he's watching everybody flying around and this kid is giddy he's jumping up and down you you can hear him squeal over there and he's just pumped and i'm like oh geez let this thing go great and he took off and he flew that thing around and to hear him giggling i got the photos but man you would have to hear him giggle as he's flying (laughs) and i tell you what if that was laser toys guys what you did was amazing and again Mm -hmm. this is this is flight fest Mm -hmm. this is the quality of people what was it It was lane from lane from lane's plane okay and to hear and to see you know when this community comes together and the things that they do and to watch his kid and then when he landed it all i don't i think he's probably still smiling right to this moment Mm -hmm. it was just awesome to see yeah and yeah there's a lot of those and that's where i'm thankful because yeah i got six thousand plus pictures i gotta dig through (laughs) but as i get to go through them yeah i'm whipped i'm tired i get to go through this for the next month or two but it brings back so much memories mm-hmm. when you look at this and you remember. And that's like I, I went dug through my emails uh, that Aaron and Hannah Blake. Mm-hmm. Um, I got yes. a picture of little Hannah in the very first flight fest. Her and another friend were back here. They were just doing chuck planes, uh-huh. throwing it. And I captured that photo. And it was the and that's the thing that gets me. Again, it goes back to the families and then got a picture of him and her to the next year mm-hmm. and then again they're there this year they are diehards and to watch them interact she's out there on the flight line dad's flying and she's got her phone up there recording you know and it's those memories they're building memories you know and that's the greatest part about this yeah, yeah. right oh yes yeah. so how how about you guys did you think of anything that maybe you know popped in your head over the weekend yeah 
I, I got a couple of them. Of course, you know, the one I've already talked about was Little Giggles in our build tent, uh-huh. uh, in the build series tent. I mean, that one was so awesome that that little girl with her whole family was so excited about doing that. And then the second one, um, which I heard about, I heard part of it, and then I went and saw part of it. Um, Steve Young from uh, 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 Freefall RC. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Um, there was a guy that come over that had a helicopter that he was just having a real hard time with. And, and Steve threw all his stuff down and took off with him and worked for like four hours mm-hmm. to get this guy's helicopter put back in the air and then took him out and actually helped him fly it because he wasn't a good flyer. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he really wasn't an experienced pilot with a helicopter. And I mean, Steve dropped everything that he mm-hmm. had went over with him and worked for like four hours to get this thing to where it could fly and then took him out and, and helped him fly it and all that. And and again, those are the things to me that make this community what it is, is yes. everybody will drop everything they're doing yep. right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, they'll, they'll give you motors, they'll give you servos, they'll give you receipts. They don't care. They want everybody in the air having fun mm-hmm. and yep. making memories and doing those things. Yep. And, and to me, that's what – I think that's what, what Chad and Josh started, and, and it just continues. And to, to be as big of an event as it is, and then to see that still happening just blows me away. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I got to be this little part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just – I just I still can't get over it, and and then of course the friendships that I made. Um, I mean, by the time I left Sunday afternoon, right about twelve twelve thirty, half of us were crying because we were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean that's that's yeah. no kidding. I mean tears and everything. I mean it was it's. I, I hate that we have to wait till next year. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it's so sad. It's it's yeah, almost it depressing. Like driving down the road, going home. Like this is yeah. it. It's yeah. it. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. 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 Wow. Shut it, shut it down and everything. It's kind of like, uh, and, and myself and Martin. Uh, you know, we, we when we took off on Monday, it was I had to force myself to go. I could have sat. I could have spent the entire day working with the guys, shutting everything down. I could have spent like another day there, you know, but I had, and I miss the, they had the dinner and, uh, Josh picture comes up and says, are you going to make the dinner Monday night? And I'm like, I can't Josh, I've got to get home. You know, we've, we've been, I've been gone too long. I've mm-hmm. got to get home. I've got to do the drive. Yeah. And it was, it's hard because, yeah. you know, you put in all that effort and you want to be there with the guys to celebrate in the end. Um, but you know, things, things will get sorted out and things will be good. Um, you know, yeah. Mike, do you have any other stories? Cause if not, I'm going to put in a big kudos to someone else. Go ahead. Mike. All right. So Saturday night, um, was pretty awesome. Or it might've been, it might've been Friday night. I don't remember. It's all a blur now, but I, I had finally gotten away you know, shut everything down, you know, took off, you know, changed shirts and, and was just wandering around the tents. And Josh Bixler was in build tent one doing his big build for the, with the guys, you know, and they're building it up. The, the, the guy had the CNC machine going and, you know, they were building, it must've been Friday night because the Gothas were being built up and stuff. So some of the baby barons were being done gun up and um patrick hines son-in-law austin um sought me out and he's like hey andre you know it was late too and he goes 
I'm supposed to shut the generators down at like 11, 11, 30. What do I do? And the fact that oh. he had the presence of mind to find me and ask. And I'm like, and I looked at him and said, that's true. You're on night duty. And I'm like, well, let's talk to Josh. And Josh is like, we're all here. Everything's cranking out. The bill tents are all going. Mm-hmm. And Austin's like, okay, no problem. We'll keep them running until, you know, till the reasonable hour. <laughs> oh my gosh. I giggled because I, I, I said, reasonable hour, you, you know, yeah. clowns, right? And he, he chuckled. And, you know, so he had a pretty night, you know, I'm sure he, he spooled down and everything. But the fact that he had the presence of mind to find me yeah. and ask. And, and like Josh and then we're all just and the bill tents kept cranking away you know like I think the number one comment from everybody was they wish we had more lighting in the bill tent and we'll fix that for next year yes, mm-hmm. so yes. just keep going and going and going it was crazy but you know again uh, another example of what the volunteers just doing using their heads and just saying got a problem what do I do and thinking it through and it was just like I, I thanked him profusely actually we sat down Saturday, yeah, so this is Friday. Saturday, we sat down at Patrick Hines' tent just for a couple of minutes, and a couple of us just chatted, just going over notes and everything. And it was just, it was so amazing to have that those people to lean on. So there's my little pleasurable story. And just, I had a mom come up to me, and she, you know, described. She said, you know, one of her sons was commenting, and just, you know, the way, it, you know, just something to the effect of just the way the coordination was and how. It's evolved, and so that's nice too. Just to hear all those efforts being, you know, all that time and energy, and seeing a positive outcome. So, you know, yeah, you get those little goosebump moments, and you know, you well up. And like I welled up a few times trying to talk to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Awesome beyond. You know. So there was a lot of those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! Before we completely forget. Uh, Mike, you got to talk a little bit of what you did. You know, again, we cannot thank John Fury and Diane oh, enough yeah. for yeah, yeah. just what they do yep. and let it, letting us use their property. So, Mike, you got to just talk a little bit about what you did and and everything for John. I, you, you you want to chug me up again? I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that was that yeah. was great, oh, man. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, before before Flight Fest, I had talked to. Uh, uh, you know, our group of guys that we talked to, which is, God, I don't know, 25 or 30 of them, and said I wanted to do something for John Fury and, and uh, uh, you know, kind of thank him for, you know, him and Diana for, for everything that they do for, you know, Flight Fest in this community. Um, so I went out and found a reproduction prop. It was like a 48-inch prop. I mean, it was just a, you know, an art or a, or a decorative piece is really all it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, we all got together and chipped in a little bit of money. I mean, you know, I don't think it cost like like eight bucks for for everybody that chipped in. Uh-huh. But we we went up to the hangar, got all the uh, or as many of the original flight test crew that we could. Um, you guys were up there, uh, Eric Monroe, everybody, and then of course. I can't even name all the people, you know, Orchard and, and David Mack and, and, and Asbjorn and, 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 of course, Joel, Patrick, yeah. everybody. And uh, we went up there and presented him with this prop, um, and he didn't want to take it. <laughs> I mean, he really didn't. I mean, this this guy, and, and for anyone that has never met John Fury, you have no idea the kind of individual that him and him and Diana both are. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never met a more giving, 
bunch of people in my life. Right. You know, I I aspire to be half the man that guy is. Right. I mean, he is just such a unbelievable individual, and he was really humble, and and I don't think he understands what he means to us, and 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 that little prop would never thank him enough for for all the things that he's done and the hard work that he, him and his wife put oh, in yeah. for this thing. I mean, he was out, I mean, I caught him one time out filling gopher holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had his tractor, he had the bucket full of dirt and he's there with a shovel filling gopher holes. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I got to do something. I guess I'm going to watch all this happen. <laughs> Who is it? Mike? He's oh. at the airport oh. watching. Yeah, Mike Coolins is at the airport watching the uh, <laughs> going heading for vacation, watching the live feed. That guy just never quits. Up, Mike? <laughs> well, that's like that time that we went down with us and Mike oh, and yeah. Andre and Diane. Went, she went out there and mowed the strip for yeah, us. Yeah, so we like, really? A, yeah, are you kidding me? I know, Who does that? I know. But that's the kind of people they are. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yes, they are so unbelievable and. You know, big shout out to them and, and, and nothing yeah. but love for those guys yep. because they're just so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, you know, he and I had a chance to try, talk as things spooled down Sunday evening and it was like, remind me next year just to take five minutes and you and I can just sit and chat, you know, because it was, uh, you know, we, we were on such an awesome wavelength throughout the weekend. He knew what I needed. I knew what he needed. And it was like, if you need anything, let me know and vice versa. And we would just talk the entire weekend and coordinate and coordinate and coordinate, you know. And it was, um, you know, to even Martin, um, my buddy, my fellow Canadian, had a um, had an oil uh, a transmission leak. Oh, this, yeah, I heard this is a good story. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're and Martin's like, what do I do? And like he says, well, the shop says I should be able to make it and everything. So we, we I tagged Austin and said, hey, we might need a favor when we get down there. And, uh, you know, Mr. Fury's dealership, they were aces and they took care of it. And, uh, you know, we've since Martin has since had the, the, the issue resolved. But they went in and if we hadn't been able to get to the shop and everything and top the transmission off, uh, you know, Martin's transmission would have exploded on the way home, we suspect. So, uh, you know, just, just those, just those little things, you know, and it was just, yeah, John and John, John and I, you know, we, we connected on Facebook, you know, and it was, and he's like, listen, um, in a couple of days when things settle down, I'm going to bug you. I want, I want, you know, contact information for a couple of people that I felt were, exemplary and, and outstanding and he was so thrilled with those two guys uh lewis and gunner so oh yeah and then um oh i forget the other guy's name he was doing the hay bales and he you know he lives in he, you know that's what he does and he was just the guys he hopped on the back of the baler and just like man these things are light and he's just flinging the haze um it's funny because i have in my note next year for flight fest when the straw baler goes by and we're throwing down straw we're not going to use the spreader anymore because i just put down so much dust mm-hmm. um i'm going to get a song and when the song goes on we're going to start a tradition when the truck goes by pushing the bales of straw down we'll play a song and everybody's just going to instinctively walk out to the flight line or to the walkways and start spreading out all the straw from us and it's just going to be a fantastic flight test tra- flight fest tradition you know and it was little things oh what was it um 
the uh, when we were laying down the fight lines, you know, the black stuff. Yeah. You know, it, we we did the small one, and we very quickly discovered that four guys can't move that stuff. Man, yeah. it was a, it was a heavy pull. So Ben's like, I need volunteers. So I grabbed the PA system, and I think he was sworn by like. 50 volunteers instantaneously and they had it done in like 10 minutes stretched out and staked you know mm-hmm. and that thing was great compared to the first two years yeah we tried yes. to land on the tar- tarmac yeah. and that you know that was yeah. one of the that was one of the best ideas yeah. they had was to yep. make makeshift yep. runway yep uh, i i heard rumors too and i don't know what happened that uh, they were even thinking about doing a makeshift water landing yeah that didn't happen though yeah. we just ran it yeah for yeah the sea ducks and that we yeah just yeah ran out of, i got gotcha. you know. um uh well hey we're gonna try to wrap this up a little bit we're on two and a half hours my uh wayne's got to get out of here soon um but we're gonna have mike coolens uh, back on and when david gets back i don't even know if we are we allowed to say where they're at i don't even um, know if it's out there no anyway they're yeah. out on this secret mission doing some filming with uh rotor riot way do you yeah. it may be out there i don't know yeah. but uh it's crazy i wish i was with them um <laughs> the only other thing i want real quick i wanted to just mention and talk about um the guys from uh free fall uh, RC podcasts, uh, Steve and Kevin and what is it? Uh, Nicholas, Nick. Yeah. Um, every year. And it's pretty cool from the first year up to now. Um, those guys bring out all their helis and then, oh, yeah. you know, Wayne, you're this huge heli guy and a big fan. Yep. And the poor guys are always stuffed all the way down at the yep. very end and they drag all their helis out. And I just want to give them a shout out. They put on a show, oh, boy. you know, they do yeah. a fantastic job. It, it almost seems, you know, with everything multi-rotor, the the regular helicopters it's almost seems like a dying breed a little bit you know but those guys really keep it alive uh go check out um uh free fall rc those guys have a great podcast out there but yeah uh what i wanted to mention though is uh, we i talked to steve and kevin throughout the whole event you know we were trying to sit down maybe do a little podcast or this and that or whatever but i i asked steve i said hey man i have like no helicopter footage i go what do you think if we just maybe go out and try to film a little bit of stuff he's like yeah that would be really cool we didn't know really how it was going to go how it was going to coordinate it was windy i didn't want to get too close he's got a big gnarly helicopter (laughs) I was a little nervous. Anyway, we shot a little bit of film and, it was unbelievable. I mean, I had the best time hanging out with those guys. And th- uh, I'll, I'll put a big video on YouTube, but I just posted a short little video on Instagram. I can't believe how that thing blew up. It was unbelievable the amount of views that short little yeah. video got of him just upside down hovering yeah. with this awesome helicopter and just did a few shots with him. And so, mowing the weed. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah mowing, mowing the weed. <laughs> uh, so I, I just had to wanted to throw that out there those guys are fantastic i love hanging out with them they got a lot of a lot of passion for the hobby and yep. like we talked earlier uh kevin built that giant se5 that flew unbelievable that i don't have any footage of but mm. uh man he had a good time with that yep. thing so but uh we'll we'll talk some more this is two, only two and a half hours yeah. we'll we'll uh yeah, split we this go, up we a little go, bit. go yeah. on for months oh, yeah. <laughs> we could go on for a lot longer but we got to yeah. get wayne out of here so we're going to wrap it up here um mike finley man i really appreciate yes. this was very last minute uh, i threw it out there and you're like heck yeah man i'd, I'd love yeah, to man. come on so it was cool and you know that we had a lot of fun hanging out with you o- over the the four yeah. days a lot be of great fun. to get you back out here and where we can just go out and fly yeah we just might have out. to yeah. uh try to drag you out here yep. we got tons of stuff to fly we'll get you a flight out here hang out you know and 
uh, have some fun. I'm, I'm ready. All right. I'll be there next week. Okay. <laughs> go out down and hang out at the Furies and fly around. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing I do want to do at some point, guys, is, is I want to get you guys on our show. We want Absolutely. To, uh, the RC, uh, the Free Fall RC guys yep. as well. I mean, we want to get everybody together and just kind of do a hangout at some point. And, and hopefully be able to release some of the uh, audio from that. But yep, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. If it's anything like Saturday night, no, you won't be allowed. No, to. No, no, that'll that would have no, to go in the vault. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole different hangout there. But uh, yeah, we definitely want to get everybody on. You know, everybody else's podcast, and you know, try to expose everybody to our listeners, your listeners, their listeners. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. So. Uh, I agree. Um, yeah, Andre, thanks again for uh, coming on, hanging out. You know, you you had a whole different perspective of Flight Fest and behind the scenes and everything. So I, I, that was really cool. I I have to say I've enjoyed the road. Actually, what I'll say now is, uh, any viewers, if you've been to Flight Fest and you've got any comments or anything, please, 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 by all means, contact me with an email. Uh, I will be soliciting, you know, particularly for the volunteers, but I want to get everybody else. So, uh, you know, Andre, A-N-D-R-E, at flighttest.com. If you got any comments, if you got any ideas, um, like I said, I came home with eight pages of, uh, of notes, and next year is just going to be better. That field will be grass, hopefully, by next year, because, you know, the uh, flight test is basically committed to leasing that property. So everything over the flight line that was that straw this year, mm-hmm. the brown dead straw, should be nice alfalfa grass next year. So we'll have, you know, a more cushy spot. So things can only get better, and we'll, uh, we'll keep redesigning and improving as we go. But, I mean... Hey, not too bad after only three years of doing this, right? No. Some of these other events have been kicking the can a lot longer, and we're right. We're learning as we go. By all means, I'm no professional. I've never conducted something of this scale before, but um, I came home very happy. Yep, yep. And uh, two real quick reminds me. I know there are tons of crash stories out there from the four days of flying. So no. please, <laughs> if you got a good crash story from Flight Fest, send it to me. Chris at flighttest.com. Send them in, man. We'll read them. You know, we haven't done any for quite a while, so we'll get you a list and I know everybody would really enjoy that. So if you got a good crash story, send it. And other than that, thanks guys for listening. Thanks for yes, all thank our you. listeners, man. I, I got to meet a lot of you over the four days and it was a really good time and uh i know i've been slacking on the the podcast lately but i trust me hang in there we do have a lot of stuff coming up i know i uh, yeah. just talked to matt andron again he's a little busy they're going up to oshkosh but he's he's dying to get on the podcast believe it or not so as soon as he gets back we'll have him on uh we got mike has the timber so we're we've been doing a little flying with that when he gets back from vacation we can get that out on a review and so we got a lot of stuff coming up yep. uh david will be back here probably another week or so we'll get the gang back to you know back on the podcast so other than that cool. we're done we're out of here it's going to be hot we're going to go relax maybe i can get you guys come over and or at least wayne he more than welcome to come <laughs> over and relax in the pool yeah um and cool off so uh we're out of here thanks guys for listening we will talk to you soon see you guys thanks for having me on guys. Yep. see ya Bye-bye.